we started Thank God It's Monday. Jeez. Seven, eight years straight, mm -hmm. we put up a video every single Monday. I'm talking about without fail. Rain, sleep, it didn't matter. So now what I realized started to happen was, even if you rocked with Tony Robbins, you got E right at your fingertips every day. So by the time you watching him on a regular basis and waiting on your box set DVDs, because everybody else was doing the freemium model, right? Like, hey, watch two minutes of this, and then you order the rest. Mm -hmm. We just start giving away everything. I was for doing free. twenty minutes because yeah. he's such a content machine. You see, most of the time, like you go to like comedy concerts now, and they take your phone. Yeah, it's because yeah, they're yeah. doing the exact same routine every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He never gave the same speech twice in his life. And so I realized that he was a content machine. So we just start putting it out. I'm talking about free all day. I said, well, man, I go to the mall on a regular basis. And when I go through the food court, shout out to my Asian brethren. It's only one group of people willing to let you try their stuff. I'm just being real. They had the toothpick out and you walking past fact. them yeah. and they like, here. Well, and you like, you won't even want them. You're like, boom. And then you like, you know what? I take the bourbon. I get, go ahead. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? In my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. People want to try it first. Yeah. So we start giving it away. And then when people start paying that kind of money, I'm like, bruh, they giving us this kind of check to see the same thing that we giving them every single week. They just want to see it live. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL South Atlanta edition. Um, this is something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. Actually, since we probably even started the yep. show, yep. Um, was one of the, the main targets, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, a legend in the game. Uh, in my opinion, the number one motivational speaker in the world. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no correction needed. Let's say it. Let's say it. Hey, hey, that's what Les said. So, Les the man. Shout out to Les. Shout out to Les Brown. So, you know, you probably obviously have seen clips on Instagram, YouTube, stuff like that, but there's always more to the story. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because even researching you, there's not a lot of information about you. And it's, it's, it's a lot of speeches, it's a lot of, but it's not a lot of information, definitely not a lot of business information. Mm -hmm. And when people look at things, they don't necessarily look to see the business side of it. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to the good brother, CJ. So CJ is somebody that you might not be familiar with, but CJ is somebody that I was introduced to early on from, shout out to my guy, Alex Good Energy, who's in the yeah. building with us. Yeah. So when I first met Alex and he was telling me about his journey, we'll talk about that with E.T. and the family, and he was talking about C.J. He was like, C.J. That's is the person that you have to guy. He's like, he's, <laughs> the, he's the plug, like he's the one that actually puts the plays together, does that and the third. And then um, I had developed a relationship with Toby. Shout out to Toby, we'll talk about that mm -hmm. as well. My Wig son. <laughs> Shout out to Toby. Toby, Toby, Toby ain't so yeah, Toby. Yeah, yeah. Toby's father. Is that how you describe the relationship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how Toby describes the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Was our guy. Yeah. So, and then he told me about you. And then shout out to Nikki. She's here. A legend. Yes, yeah. a legend in the game, yeah. content, EY yeah, alumni. Yeah. She told me about you. So I've been hearing about your name. I think I spoke to you a few times as well. And I was hearing about your name for a long time. One of these guys that's behind the scenes. And I feel like there's always a guy that's behind the scenes. Yeah. Like even if you look at Rockefeller, you had Jay, you had Dane, but there was Biggs. Always. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like Cash Money, there's Baby, but then there's Slim. Mm -hmm. Like there's always somebody that's behind the scenes that doesn't really speak a lot publicly, but is like a mastermind when it comes to moving pieces together in business. So 
CJ, this is a very rare opportunity that you get to hear him speak. Yeah. So yeah, we got a two rare. for one. We got a two for one. <laughs> yeah, on a platform not our own, I guess. Yeah. One of the first times. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 appreciate y'all having me. And I appreciate like you. Well. So this is going to be a powerful conversation. We're going to go through the journey. We're going to talk about the business. We're going to talk about scaling. We're going to talk about how you guys, you know, got to where you are now yeah. and where you're planning on going. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate thanks for having us. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. So let's start. There's a lot of things I want to talk about, but let's get, let's get some of the backstory. I got introduced to you a few years ago on social media, just watching the clips and stuff like that. And um, like most people, I saw like you here. I didn't see you climbing up. I don't even know the story climbing up. So can you tell a little backstory of what made you get into the field of motivational speaking? Because it's something that I guess most people don't really think about as a viable career and let alone to become like the number one in the space. Like that's very rare. So. What got you on that path of motivational speaking? Well, I'm gonna be real. I think I'm number one just because, as a as a people, we have forgotten, you know, what we were. So Frederick Douglass was an orator, you know, Dubois was an orator, X was an orator, Garvey was a, and I think what happened is as we progressed and started making money, we went to hip hop, you know, what I'm saying we went to football and basketball. But before there was any of that, we were orators, Family Lou Hamer. Like we have always been communicators. So for me growing up, I'm a 70s kid. So I, I, I have come like right out of X getting shot and killed. Martin Luther King in the 60s getting shot and killed. You know, um, being in Detroit, uh, James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, Marvin Gaye, um, Curtis Mayfield. You feel me? So I, I've always been connected to that part of our, our story where our heroes were preachers. Our heroes were orators before hip hop really blew up like it did. So for me, you know, my uncles were a part of the Black Panther Party movement. Um, so I, I like a kid who might look up to Dr. J or, you know, uh, a LeBron, a Michael Jordan. I would hear X and listen to X tapes and be like, man, Malcolm X. I'd listen to Dr. Martha King and get chills and be like, yo, one of these days, like I'm gonna do that right there and I'm gonna do that for my people. So just growing up in Detroit, I'm originally from Chicago, you know, people always whatever, but hey, it is what it is. My mom grew up in Chicago, got pregnant with me, but then she ended up marrying, we moved to Detroit. So most of my life, you know, back and forth between the two. Um, but that was it, bro, just, you know, then I went to a HBCU and all we talk about in class, eyes on the prize, you know, Martin stuff, Malcolm stuff, and just inundated with our, our culture and our history. So that's where I started, not speaking like people think on the stage, but I ran a GD program. So, so black college was like, yo, you got to give back. So I would go to the hood. I'd go to the projects. I grew up with my grandma and my aunts in the projects, Herman Gardens, you know. Um, and so for me, I was like, I'm going to go in the hood. So I'm literally bringing these drug dealers because you know how it is. It's either you go to jail or you go get your GD mm. or it's either you pregnant and you got to get this GED to get welfare. So that was my students. So I was on the block after college, after my class, I'd be on the block, sitting down, talking to the kids, running my GED program. And so the first 30 minutes was, these kids don't, they not motivated to learn. They don't wanna read books. And so I would take 30 minutes of just motivating, whatever, and I pay attention like, ooh, they feeling that. Oh, they love that story. Oh, they like when I do it that way, or they like that, and I would take that from that take it to the college campus. We had a ministry, Bell Tower Ministry, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and I would be doing my thing there. And what was so funny about the Bell Tower 
It's dudes who was like, bruh, this is a Christian school, but I, I ain't really feeling like that church stuff. They would come to my stuff. And I kind of knew at an early age that um, I had something special because it was speaking merged with that urban hip hop feel. So let's talk about the church for a second because yeah. the early stages, obviously there was homelessness in your yeah. story. Yeah. And, and there's a, you know, part of it, a preacher spoke life into you. Yeah. So I'm wondering, did that moment change the trajectory of how you were gonna think? And is that the reason that you just said, I need to pull back into the communities because this happened for me, yeah. now I gotta pay it forward. Well, you know what was crazy is like, I was always sandwiched prior to like what I learned, bro. And I'm, I'm being real, like how, like, like let's say you in New York, there's just certain figures in New York. You just like, yo, Biggie, you know what I'm saying? You like Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Just certain figures. When you grew up, when I grew up, it was Martin Luther King was just like, bro, like bigger than any pop. He bigger than anybody. Mm -hmm. Every house you go to, they got a picture of Dr. Martin Luther King. Every house you go into. And so for us, it was like you always knew I got to give back. Why? Because not only did Martin give back, he had got shot and killed for the cause. Mm -hmm. So it was like he had just gotten shot. Like it wasn't like you have Biggie shot. Pop, pop. Imagine I'm a I'm born 1970. Martin Luther King just got shot. So they were still talking about King like he was alive. You feel me? So when you were shorty, everything you hear, TV, everything, I have a dream speech, like everything you hear is Martin, Martin, Martin. So I always felt like Rosa Parks, like his streets named after them in Detroit. So I always felt like I got to do that. I wasn't necessarily doing it, if, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but I always felt like I got to do that. So when the pastor was like, bro, you got something. Like, bro, you got to imagine I was homeless, bro, eating mm -hmm. out of trash cans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was thinking, like when people think homeless, they, I don't know what they think. They like, oh, he was on, bruh, like I was wearing the same clothes. I was coming to church smelling like piss. My breath was thinking, I wasn't brushing my teeth. You know what I'm saying? So for this man to pull me to the side and go, bruh, you got an anointing. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't grow up in church. I never seen my parents pray. But he was like, you got an anointing, like come back to church every week. They start really like loving on me, making sure I was there. Like I had to go to uh, work. I was working at McDonald's. They was taking me to work every day, making sure we didn't have cell phones. You know what I'm saying? But they was making sure when we met at church that I was good, feed me. And he was like, bro, we're going to get you your GED. You're going to get off these streets and we're going to send you to Oakwood College. And that was just all their energy was on me getting my GED, going to college. And eventually I did and went to Oakwood. And so you got to imagine having people like pick you up and take you out of what you're in and put you in a solid from that point forth bro he was i was like yo what can i do for you yeah. like how, matter of fact quiet is kept that pastor actually came to our college and did a revival mm. so like it didn't have nothing to do with me i just happened to go the year that he came and did a revival i promise you my man must have baptized like 350 people no lie mm. so you gotta imagine this the dude that helped me i'm watching my man he was an army man he was an army vet i'm watching him baptize 300 like, bro, they had to do it in days. It was so many kids. So I'm looking up to this guy like, yo, bro, you know, like, man, thank you. And I remember us having a conversation and he said, the only thing I want you to do for me is do what I did for you for others. And he like fueled me. And I was like, bro, let's go. And then when he passed, that was another level of, OK, he gone like his spirit ain't in the earth. I'm about to take this thing to a whole nother level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, you know. It's interesting. You got your GED. Yeah. But you studied education. I did. So you studied yeah. education yeah. Uh, at Oakwood. Yeah. Got a degree in yeah. education leadership. Yeah. Graduated. Went yeah. to Michigan State. Absolutely. 
when you met this gentleman. Absolutely. So how, how did this this come about, right? He Was he a student in your class? Or was well, you, you know what's so crazy? I ain't no C. I had been there from 2003 to 2005 getting my master's. So I put my head down. You know what I'm saying? I would be doing stuff for the university, but I kind of had my head down just studying, and I would do a, um, a weekly program called Black Male Initiative, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I didn't know C. So after I graduated, they hired me, and so I started my own program. And when I started my program, I don't know, it's just random. His coach from high school, my guy, I've been knowing him since like 95. He was like, e, you need to come to this event, talk to the kids. I was like, bet, I got you. So I end up not being able to go because I had an event. They canceled last minute. I was like, Bogue, I got you. I'm about to come up there, like put me in wherever. He's like, you good. So while I was sitting there, he's like, e, I don't know where I'm gonna put you, but like, we're gonna figure something out. I was like, all right, bet, just I'll come to lunch and chill until you figure it out. So while I'm sitting there chilling, his father's sitting across from me. And so, you know, his father, like, black, black. You know what I'm saying? Like, he from that era. So we chopping it up about the culture. We chopping it up about history. We chopping it up about life. And so he like, where you at? I'm like, I'm in Michigan State. I just got hired, you know, whatever, from Detroit. He was like, you lying? I was like, yeah. He was like, my son's up there. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, my son up there, and he doing same stuff you doing. Like, I train him that way. You know what I'm saying? To give back. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. Tell him come holler at me in my office. He's like, all right, bet. And I, you know, bro, I'm not trying to be funny. Y'all know it. We meet thousands of people. So people always saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, E, I'm going to call you, or I want my child to meet you. I'm like, whatever. I, I brushed it off. Like, if he up there, he up there. I meet him, I meet him, whatever, but whatever. And I guess that Monday, we, we were together Friday, and he told his son to come see me on Monday. And my man came up there on Monday and was like, yo, you remember Mr. Qu- Carlos Quint? Like, that was my father. I was like, you lying. Coach Bogan, I was like, bet, I'm not lying to you. Like, we met that day. I showed him a video that I did, showing him the work that I had done before. It's like a promo video I had and some work I did. He watched it, was like, I'll see you tomorrow. And from that day forth, bro, like, we talked every day since 2000 and what, I don't know what that was, 2005, six. I don't remember, but we haven't separated since that day. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy too, bro. Just to elaborate, like my dad was so adamant about me meeting this dude. Like my dad ain't really on that, you know what I'm saying? But he called me Friday, was like, yo, I met this dude, Eric Thomas. You need to go see him, I got his car. You know what I'm saying? This is address, his office. I'm like, bet. He called me Saturday. He was like, hey, remember on Monday morning I told you. Called me Sunday night, was like, hey, tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm gonna be real. I'm, a, I'm in college, I'm doing my thing. I wasn't gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he would have just said it one time, I wasn't going to go. I think my dad knew it. He called me Monday morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. I was at my apartment. He hit me up like, you on your way? I was like, man, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> so went straight over there. So Pops was really the architect yeah, of the whole, real. you know, yeah. the shout, start. Out, shout out to Pops. Yeah, yeah of course. So what was your early responsibilities? Like, when you first started the link with, with E.T., what did you do? You know what? I didn't. Uh, the first thing that E. taught me was that this could be a career, right? More, like, more I didn't know. Speaking? Just, just speaking, you know, educating, you know, going around because the crazy thing is, I love it now. You, you mentioned that I don't, you know, do a lot in front of the camera, stuff like that. But I started off speaking. I had been speaking since I was in the eighth grade. I always had the gift to speak. I was introducing the mayor of the city. Anytime it was gun violence stuff, I would like stand up for the school, talk, class president type stuff. And then I met E and I was like, yo, you can get paid doing this. Like I was just doing it like on a hum, giving back stuff like this. I never knew it could be a career. And he was getting booked by like local churches and stuff like that. And so my early responsibility was really just rolling with him and speaking. Like that's all we knew to do. Mm-hmm. So we got a gig and we went out to Crenshaw, California, some gang prevention stuff. And I was just speaking right long, alongside. 
And it wasn't until later that I realized, like, oh, we're not going to blow up like this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so early on, it was just being his right-hand man, rolling. Um, the very, he mentioned the, very, the next day after um, I met him, he was like, yo, we're going up to Maxi's, which is a correctional yeah, facility so, yeah. for juveniles. We just went up there, bro. You talking about kids in there for like 10, 15 years, in there for murder, all kind of stuff. And we went up there, and he was like, yo, get him. I was like, I just start going in. He'll start going in. We just tag teamed it. And, you know, everywhere we went, I was just speaking, really. I wasn't even doing it. There was no business to run. I was just really rolling with him. So at what point do you realize it's better for you to take a step back? Yeah, Um, i never forget. And everybody probably seen the speech. Um, It was about 2006, 7. And we were at the Advantage program, a program we had started up on campus, right? And we in the room. It was a regular night, but I don't know what happened. Somebody pissed E off. He was in a bad mood, kind of like, to be honest with you. And I was like, yo, what's going on? And he was like, man, these kids ain't taking nothing serious. Like, you know, they got an opportunity at Michigan State. I'm about to go off. So I was like, okay, cool. Now, just so happened to be that a guy we knew who we were cool with was doing his thesis. And he was like, yo, can I come record y'all tonight? And I was like, absolutely. He was like, I'm going to mic you up. And back then, everybody wasn't mic'd up. Like, no. you, usually you just had the camera, be terrible, audio, whatever. You're talking about cameras back then, bro, right. six grand. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't today. Right. Mics, it cost bread for that kind so of stuff. So we had videoed a few things before, but it was always terrible audio mm-hmm. quality. You couldn't really hear it. Well, this night, he mic'd it up, just like the mic, the lapels we got on, right? So we sitting in the room. I'm like, all right, E about to go off. Now, mind you, E been going off forever. Like, the reason I was rolling with him is because I never seen nothing like it. Like, imagine we'll go to, like, a university or wherever, a high school, and kids just be sitting there crying. Like, I'm like, yo, this is the most amazing thing I've seen. But this particular night, we were sitting in there, and E was going off. And he was like, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And everybody knows that video now is one of the most famous motivational speeches of all times. And I say, yo, that was cool, right? And then this was on a Tuesday night. I was so inspired, y'all. I was like, yo, this is the best thing I ever heard. I literally have the best motivational speaker in the world. I called a local middle school the next day and I was like, yo, I got this dude. His name's Eric Thomas. I'm telling you, he's crazy. Like, yo, we want to come up there and do some work because he told me we needed to get reps in. He was like, don't even worry about the bread. I was like, look, we don't need no money. I just want to come up there. And they was like, what's his name? I was like, Eric Thomas. It was like, okay, we'll, we'll call you back. They ain't call me back. Next day I called him up like, yo, we want to come up and do this work. I was like, What's his name again? I said, Eric Thomas. It was like, sorry, we, we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't really need that. Hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, yo, I just heard the greatest motivational speech in the world and yet nobody cares. And I, when I realized nobody cares, I said, okay, that's your lane now. Your job is to make people care. And so from that day forward, I called a meeting. I put pull E in the room, pulled Carl, our media director, in the room. I said, "Look, I'm not speaking no more. This is no longer the Jackson Five. <laughs> we're going straight Michael Jackson." I said, "Cause we were going under the name Break the Cycle." Oh, that was a group. That was um, the name of the it company. Was, it was, you know, we had a little. You know what I'm saying? That group, you know what I'm saying? Like with Bell Biv DeVoe, something like that. So, I, but I said, "Look, I said lose Break the Cycle." I said, "Nobody knows who Break the Cycle is, right? Like it's a company." I said, Carl, don't edit my stuff no more. I'm no longer speaking. I literally like stepped behind the scenes and was like, yo, everything we do. So it it was this new thing that came out called YouTube. Hmm. And I told my boy, I was like, hey, figure out if you can figure out how to build this channel. And he was like, Carl could do everything. So he got on there and this was like early. People was just putting like cat videos and stuff up there. No, this one was FaceTime. You had to have a college 
Oh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, run, run Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. me? Yeah. Same time. Yeah. Like 2005. Yeah, yeah, you had to have a college time. ID yeah. to yeah. get on. That's I remember, so, I remember that. So yeah. I told him, I said, hey, see if you can get it up there. And of course, he got one of the most common names in the world, Eric Thomas. Yeah. So Eric Thomas was actually taken. Hmm. So I was like, man, I was sitting there, I was like, yo, E.T., E.T. Motivator, E.T. Speaker, E.T. And then he had just did a sermon, I remember, the day before. He did, or a few days before, yeah. he did uh, T.I., You Can Have Whatever Maybe You Like. Yeah. But he remixed it for, like, if you have Christ, you can have whatever Maybe you like. like. And everybody was like, yo, my man is like a hip-hop preacher. So then I sat there and I was like, yo, Carl, check the availability of E.T., the hip-hop preacher. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's available. And so I was like, bet. And so from that moment on, I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Everything we do needs to be E.T., Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. We only pushing him. Everything we focused on from that moment forward was E., and that's why I, I don't talk now. Yeah, and it was you ignorance, B business ignorance. Mm -hmm. So me growing up, Martin Luther King wasn't on no bit. I mean, just think if he was a businessman, what Martin Luther King would have made. Yeah. yeah he, but he wasn't a businessman. You think about X. X wasn't no businessman. He didn't even own his own crib. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm growing up following them. All they're about is the, is the community and the people. Like they not own how much bread they gonna make. Martin Luther King had a PhD at 26. He was a pastor getting a tithes and offerings. He didn't have no business mind. Like I'm even thinking like, yo, if he would have had a business mind, where Martin would have been financially. So for me, it hit me like, okay, see you right. In my ignorance, I want to help everybody, but it's gonna it take money to fight a war, bro. Yeah. Like flat out, it take bread, right? So I was like, see you right. Let me just focus now on and put my energy on growing me as a brand, meaning let me go get this PhD. Now that was, a, that was a business move because I was like, yo, if we gonna make money, I can't go to our churches to make money. Like that's what I was relying on before. Our churches, our, um, um, what is it? Um, like, you know, schools, like elementary, middle. Yeah. I was like, bro, the bread is in corporate. But like, bro, you can't get corporate dollars on on what preaching what you preaching. So I literally went to college and got my master's degree and then my PhD at Michigan State because I was like, yo, I need to learn the rules. I need to learn the language. I need to learn the codes. <laughs> like for real, like I can't compete with these boys if I don't. And then I realized as I was studying, I was like, I'm gonna be real. The reality is the blueprint. They like if you go to school and you start reading books, the blueprint is there. So I was like, yo, I can learn what they're doing and I can go in corporate and do this and the advantage that I got is I got soul like flat out like you can't get you can't study this you can't go to school and learn this like this passion I got it ain't no academy and, and it ain't nobody that's gonna be able to compete with me because I'll know the business side but I also got that spirit of King in me I got that spirit of Malcolm in me I got that spirit of Garvey in me and they ain't got that so they're not gonna be able to compete so C was the one that came and was like E all of that spiritual stuff is good. That character development stuff is good. But if we're going to own our own, if we're going to be able to decide what we do and when we do and don't nobody own us, we got to go business. So let me just straight. I, I fought him in the beginning because I didn't understand. You wanted him to still talk. I wanted him to still talk. Like oh, he, he wanted us to yeah. be. He wanted to be rocking side <laughs> yeah, by side. No question. Because that's all. That's what I knew. Yeah. Going to an HBCU. Like, it wasn't just the speaking, it was we was on, we on the road, we traveling, we going to restaurants, we eating. And so I'm like, yo, if C become business, that's gonna separate us. Mm. It, it is what it is, bro. Right. You start doing business, that mean he gonna have to go to these meetings, I'm gonna have to go speak on my own. And quiet is kept since he became a businessman, you left when? 2009. Two, bruh, 
It's 2022. We ain't been in the same city since we made this move. So it was like I lost and not we like fam, but I lost that time and that I lost that yeah. to business. So in the beginning, I was like, yo, Brown, no, I'd rather for us just to do us than change the world. Yeah. Like I'd rather like, <laughs> let's just bro. We was we they, we we were in cut like we was walking to the grocery store every day, buying lunch meat, coming back, making sandwiches. We was going to church together on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like I was at his parents crib eating on Sunday. Like it was a brotherhood. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, bro, I don't know. Like I'd rather keep this then change the world. It's funny, Rashad, you asked uh, what was my title, and I said president, and I always laugh tongue-in-cheek, but we had went somewhere, we did a big conference or something, and he was like, yo, I got, he invited everybody to his hotel rooms at the Embassy Suites, right? And he had like the big suite in the Embassy Suites. <laughs> and I remember I was like, yo, what is he doing? And he was like, he's like, yeah, just be down there. Like, I gotta, you yeah. know what I'm saying, tell you something. I was like, all right, bet. So I came down there, it was in the little front room of the Embassy Suites. I sat down and he was like, man, he, it was like a bunch of people in there, some of his homies from back in the day and stuff. And he was like, man, just want to let you know, bro, like, I'm, I'm, I'm naming you the president today. And I was like, the president of what? <laughs> bro, we ain't even had no company, we ain't had no LLC. We ain't had nothing. He was just like, this idea. Yo, he was this idea, bro. But look, you know, you I'm young. Me? I'm young, right? I don't know no better. He gave me an old break the cycle shirt. I was like, am I supposed to put it on? Like, I didn't even know, but to his point, you know, he wanted us to roll like that forever. But what I understood, bro, is one, like, I was like, okay, I start looking and going, I'm seeing people that he is better than. Who making, bro? I just I went and looked up. Okay, Tony Robbins net worth. What? I'm like, dog. I'm looking up these other speakers. I'm like, yo, he is better than them. And then once I understood, oh, nobody cares if nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always ask me like, why I'm so big on branding. And Nikki, we talk about it all the time. Listen, nobody. If your brand is sweet, nobody cares. Like, I love it. People be like, oh, Rihanna can't sing. Okay, Rihanna can't sing as good as who? It's probably I'm not, no joke. We in Atlanta. It's probably. A million young ladies who could out sing Rihanna. And I don't even know if she do a whole lot of dancing. Her brand though. Yeah. Like that's that's what makes her Rihanna. I love Rihanna, but it's her brand that makes her her. And people care about her. So I was like, yo, talent alone ain't gonna do it, E. So we as sweet as we are, we're gonna be talking to elementary school kids and middle school kids for the rest of our lives, which that's still important and we still do. I still do. But we're gonna do that for the rest of our lives yeah. and be broke. And I started yeah. looking at all of these people who was making money and I was like, I'm not doing that. We're not doing the we black, so we good with just making 50, 60,000 at a time. And so he was like, yo, we quitting our jobs and we getting after this thing. So how did, how did it scale? Everyone has an opinion when it comes to the foods we eat. This food's good for you, this one's bad for you, this diet works best, but who actually has the right answer? You don't need rules to lose weight. You just need proper information to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom is here to change the way we view food by not only looking at what we eat, but also how we eat. Instead of making you feel guilt, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do five days a week at the gym, or have daily smoothies and questionable teas. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find healthier balance that's more suitable for your life and as a result, more sustainable. Look, Numa's already influenced the way I shop for food, which has not only saved me money, it's also given me a clearer understanding of the foods I'm consuming, which has made me sharper and more energetic. You have to try it out. Look, there are no food restrictions in the program, which makes the process more flexible for your lifestyle. 
Everybody's journey is different. Noom believes in progress, not perfection. 75% of Noom users finish the program and more than 60% of users engage with the program. Keep the weight off for a year or even more. With Noom, all you need is a daily 10-minute check-in. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Are you ready to start building better habits for healthier, long-term results? Sign up for a Noom trial at Noom.com slash leisure. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash leisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. It's funny because he... Mixtapes. 2009. <laughs> he can say what he want. He created it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so, yeah, no. I, 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 Brilliant. I don't like to brag on a lot of stuff, but... Brilliant. Y'all better not lie. I was the first one yeah. doing that, for yeah. sure. Brilliant. Um... Don't ever so, play yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that camera right so, Look at the yeah, yeah, that, Hey, that was me. Y'all go back. <laughs> hey, that was me. And I came up with it because, well, first of all, I don't want to skip ahead, but in 2009, when I got my master's degree, I ended up being his graduate assistant. And then I got my master's degree, and he was like, yo, we quitting. And I was like, where are we going? He was like, it don't matter. It's like, we can't, yeah, we can't, right. <laughs> and at that time, again, you got to think, 2009, YouTube ain't booming like it is now. Just you know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. so... He was like, yo, we quitting. And then, so we ended up leaving our jobs at Michigan State. We put on our two week notice and we left. My wife got a job offer with General Electric. So he mentioned why I had to leave. I ain't had no money. And so my wife, I told E, I was like, look, my wife got a corporate position. She making decent bread. I don't got to do nothing. She going to hold us down while we figure this thing out. But bro, I, I, as much as I love you, I'm going with my wife, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to go on the road. So I went on the road. And she would have stayed, though, had he convinced her we need to stay. But he was like, "We, I got to take care of the business. Yeah. So I'm willing to. And y'all got to understand this because he's not a two-man. Right. Like, he right. ain't no two-man. Like, he would have got drafted one in his class. So that, that, that's the part I'm thinking when I'm hearing it. I'm like, yeah. at what point does ego creep in? Or does it not? You know what's so all? funny, though? And it, I, I promise you. I that mean, seems I, to be the thing that yeah, I mean no, no he, disrespect yeah. to either of these brothers. All love because we learn so much. But early on, E and I used to religiously study Jay and Dan. And I was like, yo, explain. I used to tell E, yo, explain to me how when you have nothing, y'all is best of friends, mm -hmm. right? Like inseparable. And all of a sudden you got 15 multi-million dollar companies booming and y'all don't talk anymore. Like, again, no, I don't mean to be in their business. I don't know what happened. Like some people like, oh, Dane wanted to be in the videos. Oh, maybe he had the right to be in the videos. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. But I do know that once success came in, they didn't talk anymore. And I'm like, yo, it seemed like it should be the other way around. It's like, yo, I'm irritated when I'm broke. Like money ain't coming in. I'm stressed. I'm ready to pull my hair out. But like we, we studied them too, literally. And we, was, and we literally would go back and forth like, yo, why is it that they don't talk anymore? Like they built everything they could imagine as partners and then they fell out. And so... With me, the ego thing is, I tell people all the time, I love it. People come up to me like, you're such a good human. You're E.T.'s right-hand man. I said, don't get it twisted. I'm balling too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, it was the best decision for us. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not that great a human where I'm just going to sit back and be Gandhi like I'm at the career broke. Like, no, no, no. I got nice <laughs> stuff too. You see what I'm saying? That was the best decision for us. Right. So the ego part was, this is my brother for real. Yeah. And then the other thing I tell people all the time. People are like, oh, I need to find my CJ. Like, again, like you're trying to find a right hand. And I say all the time, first of all, you're not ET. So there go your first problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just act like first I'm here. Foremost. I wasn't doing this for nobody right. else. Yeah, yeah. But understand something. I looked at it and I'll give you two quick things. One, I understood that he is of a different caliber as a human. And I want y'all to know that. And that's why he asked me to come on these, this podcast with him. And I was like, I agree to it because y'all need to know the truth. We're not dealing with a regular dude. Like, I hope y'all know that. 
and I'll give so this is when the ego died. We in Harlem and we at this church and this is pre-ET the hip hop preacher. Nobody knows who he is. This, this is a true story. This is the day I was like, I'm just going to be his right hand man forever. We out in Harlem. Shout out, Alex. You know how that Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Weather is. I know you ain't from Harlem, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, New York. Harlem. You know that New York. <laughs> I know Harlem is still a part of y'all. Yeah, that's still New York. a part of y'all. I was from Atlanta, right? You know what's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. But you know that, that New York energy, right? Yeah, sure. The Renaissance. And, and I'll be honest, this might have been my second time in New York in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm just fascinated. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Lansing, Michigan, bro. We don't have nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? And so we out in Harlem, right? And we had in this church. And he's preaching that week. So we used to do a whole week. It'd be like $1,500 for the whole week. And we out there and, you know, it, it, the food trucks is booming, the subway booming, people hopping off the train and all of that. And we sitting on the stoop of the church and just just talking, nothing crazy. All of a sudden, this dude, I kid y'all not, about 6'5", muscle dude, dreads, gold teeth, whole nine. My man's coming down the sidewalk and my man's on the phone he was cussing somebody out like, you mother, I'll kill you. I'm talking about like causing the scene. It was oh. like, bro, it was like <laughs> New York style. Bro, old Harlem. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Hey, hey we, on, we on Linux <laughs> right, right. app. So me, Carl, and E. Now Carl about this big, and I'm, we on the stoop, and I look and I'm like, okay, my man, he's coming this way. So he might be like at the wall, and me and Carl backed up about four, five steps. He's standing in the middle of the sidewalk like this and turns and face towards my man. And I said, Cuckoo! Oh, yo! Retreat! Yeah, yeah. Retreat. Retreat. Retreat! My man is literally like, no, the, the, the smit is cracking under his feet. And he was like, he turned and looked and was like, and I'm like, yo, I'm tapping Carl, like, dog, do you see this? My man don't even see E yet. So he walking up and he gets probably two feet from E. And now he start looked up and like, notice E. And of course, he got the mug like, I'll kill you. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have to just jump off this joint and just bear hug my man something like he about to kill E. And E, my man had his phone like this and looked at E and was about to like start cussing E out. And E grabbed his wrist and was like, yo, put the phone down. Bro, everybody, I'm talking about, it was like a movie, dog. Everybody just stopped and looked. And my, he was like, my man was like, what? And E grabbed his other wrist, both of them, and said, put the phone down. And my man put his arms down to his side like this. And he grabbed my man and started praying. Just out of nowhere, just started praying. My man fell to his knees. Snot, tears coming out his eyes. He stood up. He hugged him for about 30 seconds and was like, go in peace. And my man walked off just boo-hoo crying, dog. And everybody out there was like, yo. He, he was like, yo, y'all ready? I was like, hold on, man. You're not going to act like this just, just happened. But at that moment, but you see what I'm saying? Like, bro, yeah, ain't no ego, bro. Like, yeah. I told E long ago, if this was about speaking, I had been speaking since I was a kid. I would have just been like, you know, when it's time to break off, like, you know, it, we had our run and it's like, okay, Jordan go that way, Pippen go that way, everybody do their own thing. But I was like, this has nothing. To, I, I met somebody who I was like, yo, this man, literally, the world needs to know who he is. Like, not me. You know what I'm saying? The world really needs to know who he is. And then, bro, I can't tell you since then, people chemotherapy you know what i'm saying we were in australia bro this lady came we, we, we had an event in australia and you know we got a demo and it's not an 80 year old white lady and she came to the vip and she was like i was like i looked at her you know y'all have events when you see people who look a little like you know yeah, right. sticking out a little bit i went up to her i was like how you doing she was like yeah i'm here for the vip event and i was like how, how do you know pt yeah. and she was like well my students play uh rugby 
And I was in, I had cancer and I was going through chemotherapy and every day they would send me one of his videos. Mm. And she was like, and I beat cancer because of him. And she was like, I've never seen anything but the videos they sent. And so, bro, when, it's, when you're talking about that, we're not talking about music. We're not talking about entertainment. We're talking about literally matters of the heart and him changing this world. I was like, bro, I don't need no shine. I don't need no eat. Now, I do need some paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do need that because my wife ain't trying to hear he changing the world. So I do need some paper. So I get to the bread with you. But, I, bro, I'm a, I will do whatever I can to make sure the world knows who he is. So, but let's get back to this MIG tape situation. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what's the deal with that? Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's crazy because a lot of people start hitting me up like, yo, I love E.T. stuff. Like, I want to I listen to it when I work out. And I was like, man, I listen to E all the time, too. But I'm like, I would always take like I would have make a playlist and have like E and then like 50 and then E and then Ho and then E. And then and I was like, man, I was like, what if I kind of blended those two worlds together with the music and the motivation, you know, at the same time? And this was like. These kids today don't know nothing about it. We we actually had it good back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember, but like, you could just go on and make your stuff like and put it out, and it didn't have like I had Hove. I might have had Diddy on there, like every and you could no just put it. Clearing. Yeah, wasn't no sample clearing, wasn't no nothing. You yeah. could just I had Lil Wayne on there, like Kobe, like yeah. whatever, and it was like the Wild Wild West back then. And so I put it out, and bro, like what, we crashed the site, and like and I talked to them. I was like, yo, it's gonna be a lot of downloads, whatever. I think we had like 40,000 downloads like in like an hour long span and it was like I could see the countries like we were looking at the analytics and I could see like different countries and that was the moment I knew I was like oh this thing is like getting big. Yeah but from a business standpoint that's when it shifted so you could literally look at our algorithm and see that now our biggest followers were white males between the age of 22 right, and 40. Right, right, we did have analytics. Yeah, yeah and, and they analytics. were direct sales. Mm-hmm. So now, that's who listening to it. So it ain't just uh, Lil Ray Ray, you know, on the block and listen to it. Now, dudes and like banking, mm-hmm. um, dudes selling solar, like they coming in in the morning and they listening to it and ready to run through a wall. So now all of a sudden, the CEOs, are starting to call you know what I'm saying like yo can we get you to come and speak they listen to you we want you to come live now analytics the you know cuz a lot of people like you speak for Alabama football you speak for Michigan football you know all the LSU Auburn all the big program it wasn't the coaches it was the strength and conditioning coaches that was playing that and now they ah they like we got to get him in here because you feel what I'm saying so with that mixtape it really created the pathway for the bread, for the money, yeah. for corporate. And once I started doing corporate, you know what it is. I was blessed in Detroit. Dan Gilbert was taking over Detroit. So when you talk about when everybody like, hey, you know who who the people buying up are? I knew him personally. Mm-hmm. So now Dan like, yo, E, you know, um, he had meetings, Warren Buffett, et cetera. I'm in those meetings now. So now the business dude is, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I ain't never been in a room with no billionaire before. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to billionaire talk. He like, yep, we about to buy Detroit up. Yeah. I'm like, what? You about to buy it? Was like, he was like, yep, vulture. I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, yep, once it's dead, boom. So the best time to buy. Like he, I, he said that? Yeah, he was like, yo, it's like, he like, they was talking about how Detroit was the recession and they was going to buy it up and they bought it up. Yeah. So they yeah. buying, they buying skyscrapers for 500 grand. And I'm watching them put kids in there with these great ideas. So the kids paying for real estate, like to be there and they giving them 20% or whatever they was giving them 
for the idea and then for them investing. So I'm in the room. I'm in the, I'm in the elevator by myself with Dan Gilbert and Warren Buffett. And Dan, like, E, I'm not going to necessarily, like, cash you out, but I'm about to expose you. My man gave me an office right across from his office. So I'm like, I'm at the, I'm at the playoffs, bro. Me and my wife and kid, we right behind LeBron in the, in the finals. I'm, I'm everybody like you with Brian. I'm like, I don't personally know Brian, but I'm in the back with Dan Gilbert. It's just me and him. Right, 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 like right, we right. just sitting there. I'm like, what's up, Chauncey? Me and Chauncey, like different players. What up? I'm in the back. He like, e, what you think about this? What you think about that? So I'm in the room with like, oh, this ain't about. OK, I got the Martin. Now God giving me the he giving me the billionaires. Yeah. And so I'm watching the games and I'm seeing the dudes at the games who was in the room. So now when I go into Louis Gucci, Fendi Prada. I know the dude that owned them all. Ernest, what's going on? As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. When we're looking for a sound engineer, a graphic designer, or an editor, LinkedIn Jobs is the first place we go. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring hashtag frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash EYL. That's linkedin.com slash EYL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So it's a whole different, my mindset changed. Not like, whoa. At first, I'm not going to lie. I was geeked to be in the room because just to be in the room. Mm -hmm. But then God was like, yo, you think I brought you in this room with billionaires not to be one? So C was doing his thing. But then I hooked up with C was like, all right, C, I see what you've been on. Because I'm going to be real. I wasn't on that at first. So he was by himself, if you will, doing the work. Then I found out and I was like, yo, C, let's get this bread, bro. Why? Because now I'm taking 20 kids to the Super Bowl with me. Now I'm, I'm, I'm flying them to, putting them on a limo, flying them to uh, San Diego, putting them at the harbor, taking them to the restaurant, then busting them to LA for the, for the Super Bowl experience, then bringing them back, putting them in the Airbnb, then taking them back to the Super Bowl. CP3 hollering at them, they geek, then I'm taking them to the Super Bowl. So I just spent 120 grand to take the kids. So I'm like, I gotta be a billionaire. I'm putting kids through college, I'm buying computers, I'm sending kids study abroad. So now when I'm hooking up with C, then they go to mall, then it's with Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex, like, e, you need to. Move. I'm like, all right, y'all tell me what to do because I need to get to this bill. Yeah. Because honest, honest moment, honest moment, I was like, yo, Bill Gates doing more for the hood than I'm doing. He got a millennial scholarship. So any kid from the hood, you want to go to college, he paying for it. His wife went wife, through yeah. Detroit public schools and then yeah. got that scholarship. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, how Bill Gates blessing my people? And he ain't never been on the east side of Detroit. He ain't never been on the west side of Chicago. Like, he ain't been on the block. That's where I'm from. I was like, E, you got to be a billionaire. Because these dudes get to decide, cool, that he doing it. But imagine if you had a bill, what you could do for your people to put your people on. So it went from Martin Luther King to 
Martin Luther Gates. <laughs> it was like, okay, we I got merged these two. Yeah, yeah, it just, we, we merged them. Yeah, we merged it. So, yeah. so Dan Gilbert, you established that relationship. Is that yeah. the first big corporate relationship you had? Because obviously hip hop preachers, so obviously there's yeah. a hip hop side too. You're yeah. here with the mix series, mm-hmm. how that blew up. But who was like the first corporate relationship Gilbert, that was brother. like, oh, wait. We got Dan, Dan Gilbert was the first one who gave me game free. Mm. Like, yo, you come in this office, you be wherever you want to be, wherever you want to be. I don't got to be here. Everybody knew who I was. I walk in that joint. I walk around. I can come to any meeting. Bruh, I'm... He taught us his isms, a lot yeah. of that stuff that we, you know, imparted into our company. He got what he called... I mean, isms, yeah, it's, 17... It's 19 isms, 19 but it's like 10 commandments. What's the ism? What's it's that? like the Bible's 10 commandments. He got his 19 right. commandments. This mm-hmm. is what every... But it was weird, though, because, like... We would go to an office in Detroit, and then you go to an office in Arizona, and everybody do the exact same thing. Yeah. Then Cleveland. Remember any of them? Yeah. yeah. He, know, he know them. All good. of them. Them all my boys. <laughs> yeah. well, no, 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 the, the isms. isms. Oh, yeah, you hear me saying it. Speed is king. Yeah. Is one of them. Execution is worship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a Execution bunch of them. Execution is worship? Yeah, execution. That was his thing. He said, ah, oh, man, what was the first part? The first part was innovation is rewarded, but execution is worship. So y'all can come up with these ideas all day. Okay, cool. But the people that can actually get those ideas and make those things accomplish them, he like, that's a different level. Yeah. I've watched my man fire somebody. If you ain't called back in 24 hours, you got fired. He was like, yo, what he did that I've never seen before is he did a conference before he hired you to see if you believed in what he believed in and told you what he believed in. And then once he hired you, if you didn't do it, he fired you immediately. I've never seen that before. Like most people hire you, then tell you what they're about. Mm-hmm. He told you what he was about first, and then he hired you. You feel me? I had to sign a contract. Now, this is why I'm tripping, y'all, because you know how it is. I first got with them. I'm from, I'm blue collar. My people literally worked for Ford and GM. You feel me? I'm in there with these cats, right? Blew my mind. We talking about, was it Stock X? Is that what it's called? What is it called? Bro, I'm in the room. Yeah. Like, they asking me. I'm in the room before it's an idea. We going, bop, 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 bop. I'm like, oh, okay, look at, I'm like, he was like, eat what you think? I'm like, bro, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. We stand in the line. I don't know if nobody going to be going online, getting a pair of shoes they can't even see. <laughs> right. I mean, this is the conversation we having. Yeah. His son putting, like, he letting his son get involved. His son doing stuff. We Like, bro, it was an idea. It, this is a white board that they have. I watched it the first time it got put on the board. I'm sitting in the room. They asking me what I think. And I'm like, bro, I don't even think that's going to work, bro. Quiet as kept. So I didn't go back to none of the meetings. <laughs> Years later, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what in the world? Yeah. Not a building yeah. in Detroit. Bro, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know, so for me, I'm not mad, but I got exposed. And then from there, I was like, yo, you can't play with these ideas. You can't play. But BK, I got a shout out to BK, my boy. He was over a company called Verb. BK was the first one who flew me first class. Mm. And he was the first one to give me a retainer. He was the first one to put me and my family in the hotel where it's the, 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 the big suite. I'm over here. My kids over there. He was the first one to stroke a check. You know what I'm saying? He was the first one to show me how valuable I was in network marketing when I didn't even really know who I was. He used me to attract kids to come to his events. So he was the first one to say, I'm not only going to say you sweet, I'm going to back it up economically. He was the first one that was like, yo, I'll give y'all two mil to do some stuff with y'all for Michigan State and the students, a scholarship in your name. But C was like, I.E., I don't know if we want to, C had the presence of mind in, I don't know if we want to connect ourselves to nobody else. We want to stay independent because you're so rare that if we start Mind connecting you, at the people, time I turned down two mil, I think my tax returns, I made like 28, 30,000 yeah. that year and they came with two, two mil, mil, like yeah. cash. Yeah. And I was like, nah. 
to be partners. Just, just understood the power of independence even back then. And, and by that time, to be honest with you, I saw the trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did see where this thing was going. So, so, so I, I saw a video on Instagram a while back that went viral where you was talking about you're the, you're the number one motivation speaker in the world and you can't be treated differently just because you're black yeah. mm. as far as your price and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. So talk about that because I feel like there's levels to like racism. Yeah. There's levels to racism. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the obvious level of, you know, what we see on the ground. But then there's different levels where it's like it's not so obvious, yeah. right? Like yeah. pay difference yeah. or opportunity difference yeah. or like just getting in the, hitting the ceiling mm-hmm. where your counterparts, they don't have a ceiling. Yeah. And it's hard to really complain about that because they're yeah. like, you're still making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's the part that we got to deal with because that's why I wasn't asking for more. I kind of felt like, yo, E, bruh, you making 30000 a pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Your mom ain't never see that kind of bread. You got five kids. You got 150 grand, bro. What you tripping about? Then I got up to 50. And I was like, 50 a pop? Like, bro. And you know the volume of work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like, E, keep your mouth shut. Like, this ain't where you want to just be tripping about because you're making good money, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I did get to that point where I was like, yo, equality is equality. And E, every time you go somewhere... People are not only talking about how good the message was, but how you care. And like, you ain't just about the bread. And it was just like, I'm gonna be real. I don't know who she was. It was some chick that called us during the um, recession. And she's like, yo, I'm not trying to be funny, but I need to tell you I'm in this industry. Like I book speakers, like I do this. I've been with a bureau forever. You the highest ranking and charging the least. She's like, yo, you, you you need to stand up for yourself. How much was you charging? That like fifty at the time. A speech. A speech. It was like twenty twenty. For yeah, twenty twenty one. Right, twenty twenty one. Oh wow. Right, twenty 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 one. Right, right, twenty twenty one. Right, right, right. Before right. the pandemic. Yeah, B does all my stuff, and so recently we just after the pandemic. Well, there's no such thing after, but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Atlanta, when, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> when everybody else, yeah, when everybody caught up to Atlanta. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I I said seventy five. And then B, who's here, does all my um, whatever. And B was like, yo, E, I just got somebody to like do 80-something. And I was like, B, let's go over 100 plus. You know, and here's the crazy part. When we said 75, what am I tripping? Yeah. So a part of me not taking it to the next level was this invisible ceiling that I placed on myself. That like, yo, you black, chill. Like, your mama never made this. Your grandma never made Martin never made this. Mm-hmm. Dog on it, you tripping. Martin Luther King, imagine if Martin was here right now with the robe on and the Swiss boy, he would have Gatorade. I'm saying he would have so many endorsements. I'm just being real. You talking about going viral? Martin Luther King speech, bruh. If it was on Instagram, TikTok, you feel what I'm saying? It's viral. Now you're not a lot. So, so I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, bro, he probably barely made sixty thousand. Eat chill, like you. But I had to get to a point where it's like, stop thinking in your world economically, and think in the world of speaking. It don't matter that you black. You were the best in the business. So what are the best in the business charging? And that's what you have to charge. So I told B like, yo, 100, 100 plus. Now, corp, then you got to think, bro, I was in Dubai and they paid me 180, 
Bruh, 180 at one time, like, I can't complain. I'm getting 100. Everybody ain't making that kind of, that's like flipping a house. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it in 45 minutes. I ain't got to put no uh, wood down. No. Make sure you understand something. He do that on the corporate level to be able to go No speak. question. He does. He speaks more for free than he speaks no, for No, no question. Paid. I just yeah. want to make sure people understand that because yeah. I know how people are. They in the comments right now like, oh, he blow out. Okay, he charge 180,000. The kids in the hood can't hear him. No, no, no. I'm we charge 180000 so we can stay in the I hood. I stay in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So and I now I can sure really do more for the hood than I've ever done before. Oh, my God. Now I can take the hood to the Super Bowl. Bro, now I can like go in and get his kid J's. Literally 20 kids to the Super Bowl. No question. Like, like not to the Super Bowl experience. Like, in the Super Bowl. No like, question. don't give away Super Bowl tickets. You know what I'm right. saying? So, I just want to make sure people understood. And that. I'm going to be real. Only 20, because only 20 kids did what they was told to do. I, I, I went to four schools and told them, I'll take everybody who can go. I ain't tripping. If you can go, if you do your homework, have your mama come up here. We did a program in the day. Then we met their parents in the afternoon and said, here's the qualifications. They do this, they go to Super Bowl. So only 20 kids out of the four schools did it. I would have put up 250 yeah. if I had to. But you think I'm yeah. speaking 100, 180. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that ain't nothing for me I, I, to go back and bless them. I, I want to go back to what you said. You mm -hmm. said your number one goal was to make people care. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so what was the plan to make people care, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. doing this stuff for the schools, but yeah. you still need to have corporate yeah. so that they can now That's support good. what you want to do. So, so, man, I saw, okay, let me just give you all the game, right? Like, so, <laughs> I, I went- You was only gonna get half of the no, game? No, 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 I was about to give you half, but let me go, I wanted to give you the full thing. So I sat in the office, right? Looked up, bruh, again, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I know I know how to do my Googles, right? Yeah. Who's the number one motivational speaker in the world? Tony Robbins, cool. Looked at his website, looked at all this stuff. I said, all right, cool. I know that he is, first of all, don't look nothing like that. Tony Robbins like 6'10", 250, like he is a little short black dude. I'm like, okay, we ain't got the look. All right, cool, we definitely don't have the money to create this type of website. But most people, when they hustle or they become an entrepreneur, they try to do what everybody else is doing. I looked and said, okay, cool. This is all the things he's doing. I always, my brain always goes to what is he not doing? So at that time, nobody was putting consistent content on the internet in terms of motivation. So I went and ordered all Tony Robbins stuff. Well, I ordered it online and it took like six, it was like a box set DVD, it took like six weeks to get to my door. And I'm like, yo, that's a long time to wait for some motivation. I might have a test on Friday. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to get pumped up. You ain't got it. So I said, yo, when we started the E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, I said, bro, we're just going to put content on here on a regular basis. And E, we would always be like, it's crazy because we would always be geeked up to get back to the office on Monday. Right. He had a wife and kids. And so like the weekends was like dead for us. So we would come in on Monday and everybody at the office would be like dead. I'm talking about no energy. I don't know if y'all ever worked a corporate job, but it's like people like barely speaking. They barely doing anything. We would be in there like, let's go. It's showtime. And so he always be, used to be saying, thank God it's Monday. And so I was like, all right, cool. He doing Thank God It's Monday. And then Friday, Eric, the rest of the world will be geeked up. And then he was like, yo, I'm going to do some videos for people who like not fired up on Monday. And so we came out and I think it was called like Magical Moments at first yeah, or something yeah. like that. Magical then, Monday motivational moments. Right, right. So he was <laughs> yeah. just like on camera, yeah. just waxing deep. And then finally it came around to Thank God It's Monday. And we started Thank God It's Monday. And he put up, how many years did we do it? Like seven to eight years. Either. Seven, eight years straight. We put up a video every single Monday. I'm talking about without fail. Rain, sleep, it didn't matter. We put up a video every single Monday. So now what I realized started to happen was, even if you rock with Tony Robbins, 
you got E right at your fingertips every day. So by the time you watching him on a regular basis and waiting on your box set DVDs because everybody else was doing the freemium model, right? Like, hey, watch two minutes of this and then you order the rest. Mm -hmm. We just start giving away everything. Well, I was doing free. 20 minutes. Oh, he would give a full well, like, hour. I yeah, didn't care because yeah. he's such a content machine. You see, most of the time, like you go to like comedy concerts now and they take your phone. Yeah, it's because yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. the exact same routine every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He never gave the same speech twice in his life. Matter of fact, we used to go places and people would be like, can you do the guru story again? He was like, I don't do that. Don't like, do that, this bro. ain't like, I'm not yeah. doing like a hip hop song. Like, <laughs> I don't redo right, my, my songs. Bro. And people would be like, can you do that when you want to succeed? Are you going to tell that story? He was like, nah. And so I realized that he was a content machine. So we just start putting it out. I'm talking about free all day. And everybody like, yo, see, how did you come up with that? That was dope. I said, well, man. I go to the mall on a regular basis, and when I go through the food court, shout out to my Asian brethren, it's only one group of people willing to let you try their stuff. I'm just being real. They had the toothpick out, and you walking past them, yeah. and they like, here. And you like, you won't even want none. And they like, no, they aggressive sometimes. They're like, no, 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 just try. And you like, boom. And then you like, you know what? I take the bourbon. I get, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Bourbon, you the chicken. You done bought the bourbon chicken. <laughs> you wasn't even hungry. Yeah, and so I, I use yeah. the, so in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. People want to try it first. Yeah. So we start giving it away. And then when people start paying that kind of money, I'm like, bruh, they giving us this kind of check to see the same thing that we giving them every single week. They just want to see it live. And so from there, like taking that mindset and going boom. And I want to make sure we go back because, you know, the, the question you had. Shot and don't about, rob me. Huh? If you've ever been live, live is better than yeah. YouTube. You oh, feel what I'm saying? Yo, I just want to make sure well, we bring oh, that okay, out. So which I, camera do I look so at? We all, so which camera, right which hey, camera do I look listen, at? But let me, hey, listen, I'm going to tease Edo. I tell him all the time. So how much did he say he was getting paid to speak now? 100 plus. 100 plus. Do you know we still haven't had a speech go as viral as when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe? So he getting paid 100000 for what we couldn't get paid nothing for to give worse speeches. Well, I would say words. Sean, <laughs> I wouldn't say words, y'all. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. It's, it's just not that speech, no, okay? Hey, hey you know, know, listen, you greatness is upon you. Greatness is upon you. You we had matter. a couple viral. Which camera do I look hey. at, y'all? No, we did. Okay. None of them went that viral, okay, all bro. Right, all right. But they were still ex just as explosive. <laughs> <laughs> they, hey, technically, they were worse than. But no, they, they, they were great. So, but back to your question, you know, the other thing, and I want to make sure people understand this when you think of the ethos and energy of the brand, right? Like, you talked about racism. And, and, you know, I will say this. Yes, we had to fight against a lot of that, of course. But the crazy thing about when we start coming up, if you notice, like, the hip-hop culture in the last 10 to 15 years is way, like, I, I, I die laughing sometimes, like, Two Live Crew got banned from entire states for the same thing Cardi B doing on Good Morning America. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I'm Ice, like, Ice Cube is the perfect, Ice T is the perfect example. Yeah. He made his song called Cop Killing, he's played a cop for the last 20 years. Right. Fam, so you see right. what I'm saying? So like, think about, like, think about the, 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 the difference in, right. in generations where it was like, Two Live Crew is getting banned from a state and now, you know, Cardi doing her thing on like Ellen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that that we were a part of that when we came in, nobody was wearing gym shoes and hats. Every motivational speaker had a 10 piece suit on and was, you know, doing their thing. And so he was the first one. And I remember he was I give E credit from a branding perspective for this because I got to the point where I told you I was wired for the bag. And it was the first time we were about to get ten thousand dollars for a speech. And somebody called me and they were like, hey, um, we want to book Eric Thomas. I remember he told me like, hey, you need to we need to get up to that five figure mark. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna get the ten thousand. Boom. I remember I called, they called, it was like, yeah, we did the whole negotiation. I was like, boom, I got 10 racks. Call E. I'm like, bet, we good. Let's go. 10 racks. He like, let's go. See? So they called me back the next day and was like, hey, um, 
we just talked to the CEO that 10,000 is approved. There's no problem with that. But um, can he wear a suit? Because it's a corporate, like, you know, dinner yeah. event. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, pff, no problem. I'm like, run right, you know what I'm saying? We go right down to Sears. You know what I'm saying? Get E a little suit. I called E up. I was like, yo. I call, and, and robot. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was like, I called E up. I was like, yeah, bro, um, we good on the 10,000. They just want you to wear a suit in that joint. You know what I'm saying? Because this a, he was like, oh, tell him I can't do it. I said, what? He was like, bro, that's not the brand. Like, bro, we hip hop. Like, th that's who we are. And I was like, bro, I just said they got $10,000 for one speech. He was like, tell him I can't do it. And I'll never forget, I called the lady back and she was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm calling back. And I was like, you know, um, I talked to E and uh, we're not going to be able to do the gig. Um, he's not going to wear a suit. And she was like, you mean to tell me that you guys are going to turn down 10000 just to not have to wear a suit? I said, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. I will come in a tuxedo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will come to that joint and serve hors d'oeuvres for 10 grand. <laughs> He ain't coming. So uh, she was like, fine. And I, I promise y'all, it was a while later and we were over 10,000, but a, a lady called and I booked the gig and she called me back and, I, and she was like, oh, we just had one thing. And you know how you had that deja vu? I had deja vu and I was like, oh my God. I was like, she about to say wear a suit. And I was about to just tell her like, we not wearing no suit, forget about it. And she was like, um, can you make sure he wears the hat and the gym shoes? Cause that's how we watch all his videos. And when he comes in, we want our whole staff to know it's him. And, and, and what, watch this though. We never talked about this. C wasn't with me when I first started. So I was wearing suits. Hmm. And I just got to a point, two things. One, I was like, yo, I'm just tired of being what they want me to be, bro. Mm -hmm. Like for after a while, you just, when you realize, bro, like, bro, I'm just, I'm tired. Like this ain't, I ain't no suit dude. I'm from Detroit, bro. This Ford GM and Chrysler. Culturally, we wear boots to Ford. We go into a plant. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had an assembly line. You got a town. That joker going, <laughs> you going to be in the, you know, so we don't dress like that. And I, and I know some dudes from Detroit, like the Ohio player stuff, yeah. Gators. And I'm like, I'm not talking about that, bro. Stink, I'm talking like, right. Gator. I'm yeah, not yeah, talking yeah. like that. You feel me? Yeah. I'm talking about like dressing up, dressing up. Yeah. So I was just like, yo, see, I'm tired as an African-American male, bro. I'm tired of. This suit ain't got nothing to do with what I do. Yeah. I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of tap dancing. And there's always been a part. I think it was 444. Jay-Z was breaking yeah. down. He, you know, he was saying it. Like, I don't care. OJ, I don't care what you do. You still. And I was like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired of tap dancing. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of, like, doing what they want me to do. Like, I want to be myself. And I also knew, because you remember, I'm in the beginning. I'm, I'm like Curtis, uh, Curtis Blow. Basketball was my favorite. Like, I was there in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, the NWA came later. I would pop to uh, Biggie. That was later. Yeah. I was there when it, it, we was out in the street in Chicago with the cardboard TikTok and don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Back to the beat up. Break, you know what I'm saying? We were doing yeah, a, yeah. a break in a Beat Street. And I knew watching commercials, I'm like, yo, the Colonel doing the. Running. Whoa. Okay, Southwest, oh, they bro. not, Southwest wearing shorts, t-shirt, and they ain't on, they rapping the, I'm like, okay, we look like, hip-hop look like it's, it look like it's taking over. So I was like, yo, E, hip-hop taking over. Don't be one of those dudes to wait till it take over. Yeah. Here go your chance right yeah. now. Like, just like Jay-Z and all them are making a, you can, in this game, you can, and listen to me, bro, like, y'all may not get this. We always been orators, bro, before we did anything else, we could speak. That's how we got out of slavery, is being able to speak, talk, being able to like articulate. Frederick Douglass, 
articulate like Dubois. They articulate like they got us out on that mouthpiece. You look at the on your y'all from New York. Just look at the block. They telling jokes. They running game. They trying to mack the girl. Like we've always done this. We've always been talkers. I was like, bro, this is what we do. I got home court advantage. Like this is what we own. And not only do we do this, the world respects Martin. The world respects X. X was on the he was on the cover of stuff. He he had a relationship. The FBI was on my man. Like he wasn't no he wasn't no lame. So the mouthpiece has always been um, Richard Pryor, Red Fox. The mouthpiece always been sweet. And so I was just like, bro, this is what we got. We got home court advantage because you love Mahela Jackson. Why? She don't just sing the hymnals. She sing it with soul. Yeah. I don't just speak. I speak with soul. This is my arena. And y'all ain't going to tell me how to do it no more because you don't have home court advantage of this. I got it. And I'm about to put my foot down and I'm about to establish who I am in the earth. And I'm not playing games with y'all no more. And I'm not running up behind your money. And from that day forth, I think even for him, it was more of a, ooh, this, okay, this our, like, this our lane now. And I don't have to be timid when I'm making deals no more. I can whatever. And after that, bro, I'm just telling you, like, we took off. That, that, that reminds me of kind of my story, too, because you know, I used to be a financial advisor before mm. I did this, and I was a financial advisor for 12 years. And when I first started, my first office was in Manhattan. Mm. It was on Park Avenue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming, I'm like 24-year-old black yeah. kid, one of the only black people in the office. Yep. So, you know, it's... You don't even think about it. You wear a suit. You yeah. wear a shirt, tie. That's how you, you know you're not really respected if you're not. Even mm -hmm. on casual Fridays, you at least wear a polo shirt. Right, yeah, absolutely. Your shirt in, yep. loafer, stuff like that. And I was doing that for like 10 years. Yep. And I actually did like it on a certain level. I got into the suits and all mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And I still wear suits every now and then. Mm -hmm. But I'm like... By choice. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. By choice. So, but when yeah. we started this, it was like very intentional that we just dressed how we dressed. Whether yep. it's t-shirt, hoodie, yep. you know, velour suit. Cause that's that that's the era that we grew up in yep. and it's like you know we we could dictate they can't dictate it to us yeah so it's like you can't just lower our intelligence by saying oh they wearing t-shirts so yep. that just discredits them yeah because now that forces you to think differently right because for a long time nobody in business was respected unless you had to have a suit on but it's hard to do that though when you tell somebody who's on the come up right like if you you know you you working you at a place where they telling you like this is the acceptable norm and the standard and so it's easy for us to say now because of what we built right. but people do feel that pressure to conform bro you i'm just being real bro like we we run a solar company. Shout out to Harbor Solar. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we have guys who go door to door. I'm just being real. The black kid knocking on somebody's door code is different than the good looking white dude with the blonde hair. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, opening your door, they literally have to get somebody to open the door and walk into the house and sit down at their dinner dining yeah. room table. Yeah. Bro, when you black, it's not an excuse. It's just a reason. Yeah. That, that's just, bro, we that's why we always say we gotta be even better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And go faster and stronger. So that's why we get on our guys like, yo, you can't be already starting the race back and running slower. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be done, but you really got to put that work in and grind because there are some built in disadvantages that most people would never understand. It's funny. Just, you know, while we on that, I was at my niece swim meet last night. Right. Crazy. And, you know, swimming ain't necessarily our thing. So it ain't a lot of us out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And my brother, uh, my, my sister in law. This guy standing there taking pictures like right in front of her seat. And so it's loud out there, whatever. And she like tapped my man on the side of the shoulder like, hey, excuse me. I'm trying to get to my door. Just like yeah. barely. No, no, no. Just like trying to get to her seat. Uh, okay. Just like, you know, so yeah. you couldn't hear. My man turns there. He's like, hey, don't touch me. And my, you know, you know, train, he not for the games. So my brother was like, you know, he, I'm talking about about to give my man the business. And, I, you know, of course, I calmed him down. I'm like, look, we got too much to lose these days. Mm -hmm. And train was like, 
yo, I, my man, he, he only doing that because we black. And I was like, you know what's crazy? I said, you might be right, you might not. My man might be a jerk to everybody. But unfortunately, when you black, you have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And so it's a mindset that I think that we've been given by society that we have to work through. I tell people all the time. It's like, if you white and you got a great, and I tell my white friends this all the time, you got a great idea, you got a great business, you got some a little paper, some investors, at no point do you have to process, but I'm also black walking in this room. And as black men especially, being some of the most feared people on the planet, I'm always aware of my blackness, whether I should be or not. When I'm at the mall or I'm at the hotel picking up E from the Waldorf Astoria this morning and I, I get into an elevator, with an older white woman, I'm very aware, and she's very aware of what this scenario feels like right in this moment. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's why it's so important for us to teach our young black men, you, no, you don't have to wear the suit and do all of that, but you do have to be sharp and, and ready to play ball at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk about growing laterally, and mm-hmm. you know, you have the Alice Good Energies of the world. Yeah. The Toby Wigway. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Wigway? Wigway. You got it. Toby. Wigway, yeah. You, you got it. That's, that's his last name. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. N W I G W E. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, yeah. got, you got nine to five millionaire. Yeah, yeah. Jamal. Shout out to Jamal. Man, Inky, um, Jeremy. You got Come on, Inky, man. We got Jeremy, the crew. Nikki. Nikki, of course. Nikki. Yeah. So, all right. So now you kind of have built. Yep. What is it, a management firm type? What, what's the relationship with all of these different people in the ecosystem? No, these are all just, I say, friends and business partners. You know, brothers, um, you know, it was crazy because what I realized is, and Toby really made me realize it, right? Because, like, the same, people don't even, like, if people go back and watch, right? We did Thank God It's Monday Forever. Anybody know how Toby blew up? Get Twisted Sundays. Get Twisted Sundays. He would sit on the floor. Yeah. And his wife would twist his hair. And that's what blew him up. And people didn't even catch on to the fact that all we did was take Thank God It's Monday, which was a weekly motivational series, and do Get Twisted Sundays, which was a weekly... And he did it every single week. On Instagram? On Instagram. And it literally blew up because he did it consistently and it started to build a following. And so we really used that same blueprint. But to your question, Alex, again, I have figured out a lot of stuff being in this space early, right? Like I was with him early. I'm 39, about to be 40. But he's a little older and have put me on a lot of game and because we live so much life through this space that I learned a lot. So, for instance, when I met Alex, you know, in Jamaica, Alex is telling me he was doing one-on-ones. Well, how did I know he was tired of doing one-on-ones? Because I used to do one-on-ones and I was tired of doing one-on-ones. So what did I do when I was tired of one-on-ones? We created a Breathe University. And that was a pro- platform that let everybody come under the fold. So when Alex was telling me, you know, I'm burnt out on these one-on-ones, I said, oh, we got to get it over into a course. He was like, what's a course? I said, bro, we're just going to put everything you know into a course so that the masses can come get it. Because what if I live in Chicago or Houston or Philadelphia or L.A. and I want to learn this information from you? I got to fly into Atlanta and get in a hotel for a week for you to teach me all the stuff that I could learn from my computer. And so it was just really me saying, yo, all of these people who are coming up with us, let's go ahead and give them the game. It wasn't even so much as like pay me for this or pay me for that. It was like I understood. Like I told you, we study ho. Ho said, uh, if everybody in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. Nobody will fall because everybody be each other's crushes. And I believe that. Y'all really from New York. (laughs) No, no, no. Listen, I told you I studied it. It was a little test. (laughs) I just believe that if Alex was doing good work in this world and turned himself into a multi-millionaire, that at some point we would be doing great business together, which is what we do now. Inky, same thing. I saw Inky is like, dog, Inky is the closest thing I've ever seen to E in my life. Like, Inky is a machine, dog, just a good dude. So Inky used to just pull up at my crib and be like, 
yo, see, let me know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And so my my job was to always help people who had a gift to take that thing to the next level. And people always like, yo, you know, how do I find my gift or whatever? And I tell people all the time, what comes easy to you that's hard for most? Right? Like, think about that. Like, what comes easy to you that's hard for most? That's usually where your gift is. You know them people? I don't know who drew that. But somebody who drew that, I'm not saying that they didn't put a ton of work into their craft, but they probably was like one of them kids when they was like eight years old, just start doodling. You was like, yo, my man kind of nice with that. I've been trying. I love drawing. Bro, I can't draw a stick figure. Like, it's just not in me, right? That's not my natural gift. My natural gift is speaking and being able to see what's hot. Like, I always used to pick, like, what's the going to be the single off the album. That used to be my thing. Like, I would get an album, a Jay-Z album, and listen to it and be like, okay, this track, this track, and this track going to be the single. So that's when I knew when e start, when we started putting East stuff together, I would take and piece it all together. I would be like, okay, put music here, crescendo it here, whoom, off here. And it would, every time it would go viral. And so that, but I'm in my gift. So when you see Nikki, she's in her natural gift. When you see Jeremy Anderson, when you see Alex, they're in their gift. When you see Inky, he's in his gift. And, you know, Toby, he, bro, me and Toby, full, you know, quick story. We in the car. Toby was just in the car with me and he starts freestyling. And I looked at him and I was like, how'd you meet him? Yeah, I'm thinking. So, okay, he, Toby came and picked E up from the airport one time. He called into the number we had on the baddest. I was still working video. at Michigan State University. He was a, he was a driver? He was no. nothing. He just wanted he to get close. Not, not like that. No, he was done playing football. He had finished playing football. Yeah, not the yeah, yeah, I sound like CJ right now. I didn't wish him. I'm sorry, Toby. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. I meant he had finished. Yeah, he had finished football. He didn't know what he was going to do in life. And he just called and was like, yo, E, I'm this, 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 and that. And if I just want to connect with you because I watch you. I get inspired by you. So if you're ever in Houston, I'm going to come pick you up. And I was like, all right, bet. End up going to Houston, working with uh, Houston Cougars basketball at the time. Yeah. And I was like, yo, Tobe, I'm on, I didn't know him, but I was like, yo, I'm on my way. He's like, let me come get you. And the crazy thing about it is, Tobe came and got me every time, and I never realized till he blew up that he didn't have a car. He would, his homegirl worked at Enterprise, yeah. and she would hook him up when I would come to town. And so he would fake it like, he had transportation. He picked me up in a truck, put my stuff in. And so when I would go to the hotel, he would stay with me. So I'm like, yo, you take the bed, I take the floor. Because at that time, I wasn't really balling, balling where I could get multiple hotel rooms. Or me, I just love, I ain't no brothers. So I just love it. So he sleep in the bed, I sleep on the floor, and we just hang out. And he took me to his school and did a play. I had never seen nothing like it. He rapped, his sister danced. I never seen kids. It was like a black musical. I never seen kids that locked in other than, you know, when I was speaking. And I called C like, yo, C, this dude, bruh. You cause C on that, like, C be on that. Like, he don't like to talk to people, meet people. Like, he just in our circle. Like, he don't, he, he just weird like that. Like, he don't like people. <laughs> I was like, he got a lot of ideas. That's the yeah. problem. He call you every 30 seconds with an idea. I'm well, like, bro, I'm focused well, on Well, I, I meet people right and I'm like, I think this the one. Not all yeah. of them ain't the one. <laughs> oh, I promise you But you, you got to listen to some of them if they're going to be the one. Yeah. So I was like, no, Tobe. I was like, I know I messed up on a couple of the ones that I didn't do. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Tobe's the one, though. No. But, but mind you, though, never nothing to do with music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He no, just was, was just, like the kid was, talented. was just, just talented. Yeah. And so we were down there and, and um, you remember I told you my wife took that job with General Electric. And so she was getting rotated across the country and we one of our stops was in Houston. So when I was there, I finally hit Toby up and was like, all right, man, E want us to meet, whatever. And of course he came through and we hit it off. We just kicking it. And we were in the car one day and I promise y'all, nobody's seen it. I got the video, Nikki's seen it before. Uh, I got a video from the very first time we were in the car, what, 10 years ago, whatever it is, sitting in the ride 
and Toby started freestyling. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, yo, I've never heard nobody rap like this, right? And I was like, yo, I ain't know you rap. He was like, I've never rapped a day in my life. I was like, what? I was like, I turned my camera on. I got the video on my phone. I was like, yo, start rapping. Bro, he just started rapping. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. At the same time, E and I were coming up a little bit. So I was like, look, I don't know what else you're doing right now. I can give you like a couple dollars to just focus on music full time. He's like, what you want me to do? I was like, bro, I don't know. Just start figuring it out because, again, what I say, imagine a cat who could sit here and rap like this who's never actually tried. Me, I tried rapping. I got three, four rap names. I was in a group. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all said before, I was in a group. I got a mixtape. God forbid it ever see the light of day. We was talking about busting guns, all kind of stuff. We was shooting people. I ain't never held a gun. I'm talking about crazy. But Toby, again, I said, man, you could rap like this without trying. Imagine if you put in the 10,000 hours. We were big on Gladwell at the time, Outliers. I don't know if y'all ever read yeah, Outliers, yeah, but we, you know, the 10,000 hour rule, we were big on that. So I was like, yo, just start rapping right now. And he started rapping, bro. And then, like I said, the Get Twisted Sundays thing started hitting. And then, sure, man, sure enough, bro, I mean, this boy doing stuff with Beyonce. We got records coming out. By the time this come out, y'all are here. But, uh, it, we, you know, some of the biggest producers in the game collabing with, you know, some of the biggest artists. So for me, to watch what we did and then see it work in a completely different genre is nuts, right? To just see like, this don't have nothing to do with music. And now we got somebody who's ascended through the music ranks like that. And this only thing I don't like now is everybody think I'm like Shug or something. So people be like, yo, here go my, you gotta listen to my mixtape. I'm like, you know, hey bro, I ain't really- Start yeah. rapping. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, but I, like, I, I say, I think the other, to your point, I think the other thing that's unique about how we did it is that yeah, it's the blueprint, she does the business, but I do the character and spiritual development. Mm -hmm. So for me, with everybody that's in our crew, it's like, yo, bro, y'all young, I'm 51. Yeah. I've seen a lot of cats with bread come yeah. and go. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of black people, sports, business, make a lot of money and lose everything. So my job is, bro, I don't care nothing about you and C making money. Can you sustain it for the next 50, 60 years? So that's my job is saying, Yo, I know you in this generation, but I'm the OG. Some of the moves you making, like I'm gonna tell you, you don't wanna be making those moves. I know this, I know it's trendy and they doing it, but I promise you, bro, like, y'all from New York, everybody ain't, everybody ain't for your success, and y'all online. So people can watch your moves in a way that when we was coming up, you can't, like, you don't know where I'm at. You can't watch my moves, you can't. So for me, I'm on the, okay, you got it? But my job is to help you to keep it for the next 30, yeah. 40, 50 years. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the combination. C's going to show yeah. you the blueprint, help you to get it. But I'm like, Tobe, you need to be in a relationship. Yeah. You need to be faithful to your wife. You need to figure out what your values and your morals are. You need to figure out what your non-negotiables are. Because, let me be real, bro, I'm not saying it's easy to be successful. But, bro, we knew. Like, a lot of us first-generation money. Mm -hmm. So you ain't like another community where they fit, fit fifth, sixth generation. And so it's a lot of foundation like we don't have a lot of foundation what's the first thing we do when we get money we go spend it and i just showed my crew bro uh food is a trillion dollar industry sex is a billion dollar industry drugs is a trillion dollar like like you feel me like you make it they want to take it from you and so it's easy for them to take it from you because it's a business to sell drugs it's a business to sell food ain't healthy for you so my job is hey y'all sit down with me the og i ain't telling y'all what to do but let me tell you how I started this when I was 19. Not perfect, but I ain't never fell off. And like you said, mm -hmm. bro, my wife was online one night looking it up. And my wife was like, 
yo, I'm proud of you. And I was like, why you say that? She's like, because since you decided to do this for real, for real, like not just speaking in your 20s, but like since you hit that, had your kids and like you took you took this thing serious, like ain't no stuff on you. Like you can't go and go eat. So I ain't perfect, but I'm like, I've watched many men. Yeah, I can name, we all can name the, it ain't, it, it ain't more than, you know what I'm saying? You can all name the stuff that take us down. So my thing is, why build with one hand and then tear down with the other one? So if you're going to get tore down, let somebody else tear you down. But don't tear your own stuff down. So for us, it's like your Inky family, Toby family. And at any point, I could pick up the phone and be like, Ink, you killing the game. But I see something I want you to focus on this and work on. And none of them ain't like, ah, E, don't call me. Don't tell me. They like, yo, OG, whatever you say, like we own that yeah. because we want to keep our foundation solid. And to that point, man, when we talked about E being number one in the world, I honestly think that's the thing that I'm most proud of. Like, bro. Uh, like not to give ourselves kudos, but several multimillionaires, not just us, have come under like. And so when you talk, no disrespect, when you say Tony, I don't know who Tony Robbins like. You what's his tree? Who else do you like? Oh, he's like you just named off Toby, Alex, Mark. Like these people came up under us and now are building kingdoms. So when you see like the compound effect, it's just been crazy. You know what I mean? The only one that you said. And he gonna kill me if I don't say that. Maul was already a multi-millionaire before. Yeah, but you took like, it to I, another I don't, level. I don't, I don't want to say. Yeah, no, no, but you did take. Hey, look, where's the camera? Maul be like, hey, hey Maul, he did take you to another hey, level. Though. Maul ain't, I ain't one of these little suckers <laughs> that you raised up and became. I would, Maul been a millionaire since he was twenty six. We'll put Neo in this spot. Yeah, right. right yeah, okay, yes. Okay, absolutely. Of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? So y'all will hear Maul's story at some point, but Maul has. One of the craziest stories ever, but he's a part of the fan. But of course, yes, Maul, we know you were a, a millionaire several times over before we <laughs> the met. Millionaire yourself. next door. Let me ask yeah. you this. So let me, let me just ask before you go. Yeah. yeah. For, so for the scaling standpoint, obviously as you're building, yeah, you yep. ancillary things too. Right? Yeah. So the merch becomes thing. Your trademark, and I see the, obviously the logo. Yep. The mixtapes. Yep. And you have the books too. So before, obviously, you owe you is now. But there, yeah. there are there are three books that came prior. No question. What made you decide? All right. I'm doing this from the verbal standpoint, but now here's the actual literature that goes along with it. Yes. Oh, oh go for it. I'm just saying, MC Hammer. I'm just saying, yeah. uh, Master P. They left. They had gave us the blueprint. Do it out the trunk. Like, don't go with nobody because you're gonna lose your bread. So the first three was like, don't nobody know me. I go with a publishing deal. I, I, I'm not gonna get an advantage. Like, it's gonna be a disadvantage. So I'm like, I trust me. I trust him. I trust my garage. We took all the cars out the garage, filled that joke up with 100,000 books, and we did what we had to do to sell 100,000 copies of the first Secret to Success. I signed every last one. So for us, it was a money move. It was like, he need a salary, Carl need a salary. So these books, 29.95 times yeah. 100,000 books is gonna yeah. give us something to eat. But, but to even speak before that to your question, we listened to our audience. Yeah. So he was doing TGIM every week, and everybody was like, we need the book. Oh, can, when are you going to release the shirts? We was like, look, what they shirt? asking for a shout out to Dave Shans, <laughs> yeah. you know, another one under the yeah. tree that we didn't mention, but yeah. he, he did our first shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We did the shirt design. When you want to see the badges, you want to breathe, we let them joints go and they went crazy. But I think a lot of people, they get to moving before they listen to their audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you end up creating stuff that they don't want. So we were literally, we gave the, remember the freemium model that I talked about, we gave it out free mm -hmm. and then they were like, okay. And they were like, yo, where's the book? Well, where's the shirt? Can I get, oh, I see ET got the hat. Can we get the hat? You know what I'm saying? So it was just really listening to the market and what the market was demanding and then creating that product from that. You know what I and mean? And the market demanded this. I mean, shout oh, out to absolutely. Penguin, but they call like with a check. I'm like, man, you gonna give me a check to write a book? 
Wow. You so know what I'm saying? So, so this, uh, let's this is our first this, major release. Let's talk about the U O U. Yeah, so yeah. We on a label now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what Def saying? Jam right here. You feel me? Def yeah. Jam. Yeah. You feel me? I'm saying we signed now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of. You know what I'm saying? Joint venture. Yeah, yeah. joint venture. There joint venture. Thank 100%. you. So, he got the like terminology. Yeah, I like that word. There you go. He was, yeah, he's a financial analyst. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Understands that word. So, all right. So, what's what's the deal with this book? And what made you after doing three books independent? Having success, making money, what made you want to say, yeah. okay, this time we want to do it? You know what? Turns out, turns out, they don't, they don't let you count like New York Times bestseller when you do yeah. it out the trunk. Yeah, we learned yeah. that. They want yeah. real numbers. You That's know what I'm saying? Fact, I'm like, look, I'm yeah. telling you, we sold. I'm telling you, I got proof. They was like, <laughs> man, if you don't get your little uh, black butt out of here, so I was like, okay. So anyway, I told E this time, bro, let's get like that milestone. You know what I'm saying? Like we we've accomplished a lot. We have not had a New York Times bestseller, right? And like, I look at E in the space and, you know, you see all these authors and stuff like that. And again, we did books that did tremendous and they were great for us financially. And, you know, we made a lot of money and, you know, the information's out there and it's fantastic. But this time we wanted to go legit so that we could have that out there and, and have another stripe under E.T.'s belt as, I mean, I'm going to be real. As you, you know, when we got the Ph.D., bag went up. When E kind of, you know, started going viral, in the bag went up. When we get this one right here, bag yeah, going just, up. Yeah, I mean, yes, you know what I'm saying? Price. It's just, hey, it's another it's notch in the belt. The bag like, going up. I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? Again, it is, and then, and then this is dope because the book is so personal. This time, I mean, we're sharing some stuff, and I don't, are we allowed to talk about? We, it ain't all been rosy. We had, you know, E and I have had our. It's all been rosy. Issues. I'm yeah, the one that's got the issue. No, no, I'm the no. one that grew up without the daddy. The, no. You know what I'm saying? So I had no. some stuff to work through. So, so we 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 get we get deep about like some things, like everybody looking like, oh, okay, but we've had our moments. You know what I'm saying? Like there was there was a moment in time where E was like wondering if I was leaving him. Like he thought I was out. You know what I'm saying? Now again, he got daddy issues. I don't. Yeah. I grew up with the best dad in the world, so I was secure. But he felt like, oh, okay, like I'm so. Long story short, I'll let y'all read the book, but I start getting ahead of myself when the money start coming. I was like, all right, cool. I know how to do this now, so I'm about to just go crazy. But you got to understand something. He was still traveling and speaking. I wasn't going to no speaking events. I wasn't showing, like, he had it. It's like, bro, we you literally saying 50000 and they like, okay, here's a check. It's like, it's nothing for me to do like that, you know, other than come and be a moral support, which, yeah, so 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 that had, So that was hard for you because... He's getting all the limelight. He's yep. a star. Yep. He's going places, and you in the office just right. Doing, and eventually, you want to at least be in the room. No, he never no, wanted to no. be in the room. No, I never wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted him in the room. He, he wanted me in the room. I wanted him in the room. Because I felt yeah, like we built it, and he yeah. ain't nowhere. So he, he, so he is one of the most relational humans you will ever meet in your life. Like, I, I bro, I just kind of be by myself. Like, I'm good. Like, he wanted like, if he come, he like, he want to do breakfast. He want to do. Lunch. He want to do dinner. Well, not dinner, but he's breakfast and lunch. Look, he want to. He want. He want to. He want to uh, 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 sit out on the balcony and talk about our dreams all day. And I and like I understood that. And for a time, I was there. I was that for him. And then when he started going out, and again, you got to understand something. We we ran hard to build the brand, and then it got to a point where it was like, we got every company in the world called. How many gigs did you turn down last year? Well, it was one year. I turned down a thousand opportunities. A thousand. Yeah, and then you're talking about big bags. And so that was my job is to get us high. It ain't a whole bunch of me and Inkies, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, my job was to get us to that level. And when we once we got, I almost worked myself out of a job, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, look, this can't be the only way we feed our families is when E.T. get on stage and talk. 
It, it, even the books and stuff is cool, but if he decide he done or he don't want to talk no more, all the products in the merch ain't as sweet anyway. Jordan the only one to be able to retire for 20 years and still keep his stuff hot. So I couldn't guarantee that we was going to eat off this forever. So what did I do? I started going out and building other businesses. So we got into the real estate. We got into the solar. And I was telling him about it, but... You know, he old school. So he like, I ain't seen no check. He didn't know that we was just dumping the money right back in. We was investing he the money. Tell, he tell me. <laughs> but again, not in a bad way, okay. but they was just going, they were just, just getting just the moving. money. They're moving. So you got to understand, I'm used to, every, we talk about everything. Yeah. Now they doing business and, and we're not talking about nothing. But I literally got yeah. E on everything as no the question. owner. So the communication. But, the, it, the it, communication. That's all, yeah, that's all. And again, because, yeah. I, because E's so relational and he see me now making all these moves over here, he like, C ain't been to none of my speaking gigs. And we talking on the phone every day. Don't yeah. get it twisted. He's my yeah. son, Godfather. We, bro, we all day with it. Yeah. But again, he like, you, you, he's, that's his love language. He wants you to be like with me, like roll out with me. And I wasn't doing that. I was trying to go build those other things. Well, not trying, and, he was. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, bro, I told E, I was like, bro. And so we finally, when, you know, it all came to a head, I was like, bro, you do understand. I'm doing this for you, bro. Like, I'm trying to make sure that you don't have to get up there and be no caricature of yourself at 80 years old talking about when you want to succeed like bro you ain't got to do that i'm gonna make sure and and i have gotten us to the point right now where he don't ever have to give another speech again and he will be set for life i'm talking about like not just set like i don't have to do nothing like go on a yacht cruise the world do what you want to do set and that was important to me because i saw other people who when they were the sole breadwinner of the family mm -hmm. nfl players nba players boxers etc what happened when the main one go down everybody broke it, it literally is a trickle down effect. And I'm like, I'm not going to let that happen to us. My communication to him about what I was doing and how I was doing it. And my vision. It wasn't just communicate. Bro, I told you, I'm on the king. He got about 12 people running with him. You see Martin Luther King, Jesse, Jack, Jose, Wood, Andrew, uh, uh, all of them. Like, he got a crew. Like, they rent. When he got shot in Memphis, they was on his porch with my man. So that was just my Malcolm, like, boom. It about 500 men, like blah, blah, blah. So for me, success looked like a village, a community, a, a group. It didn't look like we got to separate a little bit and worry about the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we went on that. Mm -hmm. So pr praise God, my wife like him. She like, he'll never got called if he doing all that to make <laughs> sure we ain't never eat again. Let him do his thing. But for me, as you read through the book, we're just sharing with you the blueprint on, yes, we blew up. But at the same time, there were some other things that I had to deal with in yeah, order to I get to that. Like, dog, I, I literally, when we had the conversation, I was looking at him like, bro, are you serious right now? Mm -hmm. Like, bro, I, like, I, bro, I've been here like I ain't flinched not one time. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about cats coming in, offering bread, trying to get me out the equation, coming to him. Oh, we'll give you ten million dollars. You just got to get rid of CJ, ask him out as a partner, all of this other stuff. Bro, I've been here the whole time, ain't flinched one time. So I felt like I had earned enough good credit yeah. for him to know okay i'm not sure what's going on but i'm sure she ain't on and he did I, my daddy had been there yeah right right, right, right. <laughs> he did so, but you know when your daddy ain't in your life for real you, you earned but it, i was hurt though i told yeah. my wife i was hurt i was like bro i was like e come on bro like you know me and you and, and again like you know how i feel about money you know how i feel about our families you know how i feel about your son like my son my son like your son like we family for real but again, I realized that my lack of communication allowed that that you know that devil on that shoulder on E's shoulder to be like, oh, see, see, moving on without you. Do you, you think? Because you know I mean, I, mean I've, you know, you experience different things and you watch movies and all of the movies are the same. Like, do you think that money and success breeds to paranoia? Because that's like you you kind of become paranoid mm -hmm. after a while, where yeah. it's like one person crosses you, then you don't really know. Then you're looking at your your, your brother eventually, yeah. like. 
Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah, looking at yeah. him a little different. Yeah, no like, question. Sure. And I'm not him. Like, he don't think that with me. But again, like you said, just me. And we'll talk about this movie, but New Jack City. That's what I was just thinking. You know what I'm saying? New Jack City, a real thing, bro. You feel what I'm saying? That's like that's like a real thing. That's what I was thinking. You know, and so for me, yeah. So for me, I was. But the cool thing about it is, my morals and my beliefs and our relationships was the thing that had me go AE. And I, it was, it was funny because I had talked to my wife, and my wife was like. Oh, you know you wrong. And I was like, well, why would you say I'm wrong? Cause like you don't even know that whatever. She like, you you wrong because for two weeks you kept it to yourself. You'll never keep nothing from C. Mm. So why would you keep it to yourself? So it ain't nothing wrong with you thinking that you human. But it is something wrong with you don't keep nothing from him. So why would you keep you don't know what they doing from him? You know what I'm saying? Cause now it for real, it was just us. So now you got Maul in the picture, you got Josh in the picture. So I'm seeing them together and and for me, it's all, we always together. So it ain't like the four of us, it's the three of them and I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. But it's the three of them working on, he, uh, what I'm saying, well, he sound relational. So I'm not with them. But every time I look up, they all together and they talking. And I'm like, man, I wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, I, I didn't even talk to my wife about it. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew something was wrong. I never talked to her and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. She's like, who you talking to? Like. I see your swag. Like, you talk to C for a couple minutes, but you ain't go in. Like, what's wrong? And I'm like, what's nothing wrong? She's like, come on now. That's your guy. Y'all ain't got that kit. What's up? And I was like, man, I seen he was, and I seen him, and I don't know. So I ain't saying nothing because I don't know. And she's like, okay, it's cool, but go say something. And so I went and talked to him, and that's when he was kind of like, you know, he kind of went hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I was like, hey. Point well taken. Yeah. I'm good. You ain't never got to worry about me thinking it. Now, our moves didn't change. Yeah. I didn't switch game up. I just, in my mind, was just like, yo, I don't know. And it was just different. Yeah. It was like, imagine you always working with your quarterback. And then now you got two other, you got a new quarter, new wide receiver, new running back. And now he telling no, them. No, you don't yeah. got to go. You yeah. don't got to make it. You can yeah. put it to y'all. Like if, if y'all, y'all built this together and yeah. imagine the opportunity to start running and you go that way and you go that way. Y'all still own the company together, but it's, it's not the same in terms of sitting down and doing it like this. Mm-hmm. And I was OK with that. He wasn't. Right. You know so, what I'm saying? So it, and that we just had this talk the other day. It's about having an honest conversation. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be uncomfortable conversations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Every so like, every con- yeah. every conversation that's not about building your life, character development, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and changing people's life is uncomfortable. Used to be. Yeah. Used I'm to be. He, he, he not, yeah, not like, no more. Like, not bro, no more. we used to be in meetings and like, bro, I, I like I would be the Dame Dash of the crew. I like I especially when we was broke. I had an attitude. Like, I used to be pissed at everybody. And I would be going off, and he would see me, like, get to that level. He would be so uncomfortable. He'd just walk out to me. Like, he was like, I can't. Well, because the kumbaya had changed. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't no no kumbaya in the room no more. I got to go. I'm out. Nah, bro. They getting into it right now. Bro, I mean, we started a company. Now, mind you, blood, sweat, and tears. We was broke. We was grind. We got people in the staff meeting, like, ah, we, we don't feel like the. The, the work environment, shout out to Lashana. The work environment is, I said, y'all work from home. What, what you mean the work environment? So work I, just, I wasn't good with like, when we transitioned into like a company, it was us. And all, how many people we got? How many people do we have work with us now? Uh, about 43. 43 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that changed for me. And I didn't want to, I never signed up to be right. nobody's supervisor. Mm-hmm. I, like, that wasn't my thing. And so 
that kind of also put a you know a, a, a damper on what we were trying to build. In my now, these people are extremely talented and very important. Shout out to everybody who worked for ETA. Yeah, I love every one of y'all. Yeah. But it changed the dynamics of how. Say we it work. one more time. Say it one more time, bro. I love every one. Hey, listen. I know I love all of them, bro. It's just different now. I got an email came through the other day. Apparently, we got a, a wellness reimbursement program. I'm like, wait, so people go get massages and I got to pay for it? It's just different. You know what I'm saying? Again, I want my people to feel good and feel well yeah, and I'm feel just happy. Saying. So look, that, that again, and I love everybody and they play a great part in the company and building the company, but it changed the dynamic. It wasn't just the ET yeah. and CJ show anymore. So is it safe to say that you were a great leader, great creator, not a great boss? Oh, 100%. 100%. That, 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 I don't want to tell nobody what to do. I don't want to be in charge of your schedule. I don't he just want to go get you. the bag. Nah, bro, I promise you. <laughs> now, we got Lashana for that. She do a great job of that. He I don't, I don't want to be it, telling people what to do. It, it stymies my creativity. Like, my job is to build and create, mm -hmm. and I can't do that. Like, I tell people all the time. They'll be like, oh, I emailed you. I don't check email. Mm -hmm. I don't do email, bro. Don't email me. You got you, Either you got my number and we cool enough to text, or I don't need, like, I promise I you. It's not, I don't. Bro, only reason I got a computer is because the pandemic, Nikki started making us do Zoom stuff like with our podcast. I don't have no computer. So people are like, oh, I emailed you. Okay, that's how I know I don't need to fool with you. You email me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, don't, I don't do that. that because, again, what happens is, and I don't do calendars. I don't do Google calendars. I don't do none of that. Because some kind of way, if I fill my calendar with a whole bunch of stuff, my brain just locks in on that and it can't build nothing else. So I've always been very, I'm, so he talks about it. I've always been very, like, particular about my space. Because when I get bogged down, I don't think as well. I don't build companies. I don't, you know, make the money. I don't build the relationships. And so that was another part. That, like when we start having all these people and meetings, and I got banned from the staff meeting probably about seven years ago. I had to cut him. No, he, he called me people, after bro. one staff meeting. He was killing so my hard. people. Bro. He was like, "Bro, we about bugging. to get sued, the morale man. was low. Oh, bro, I was firing off. The morale everybody. was low, man. Oh, I was killing everybody. I, I literally, I, I felt, I, I hung up the phone and like it rang right back. I knew it was he. He was like, "Hey." You know, E, he don't like to be confrontational. He's like, hey, you know what, see, don't even worry about the staff meetings no more. I'm, I'm gonna take care of that. I was like, thank you. I ain't been on one since. Yeah. I, I ain't been on one since, but it just changed the dynamic up a little bit. But again, you gotta understand, at that same time that we kind of like, we're doing our separate thing, I got married. I had a kid. I had another kid. I bought a house. My wife was working. Like, it was just, it, I wasn't, when we met, I, I was single. I was just like, yo, we run wherever. I sleep in your basement. It's all good. And he wanted that feeling to last forever. And so it <laughs> Make it last forever. Ooh. I'm like, bro, I, my, it turns out my wife actually wants me to come home. So I got to go, bro. So, but so before we wrap, let me yeah. ask you this. Both you guys can answer if you want. What is somebody going to get out of that book? Like, what do you want them to get? What do you think that they, they Look can get? Look at me. That's your, that's your question. I, you know, I, I, I want people to stop, especially people of color. Mm -hmm. to stop talking about all the things that are against us and why they can't live the American dream. No father. Like, my biological father wasn't in my life. My mom, you know, you know I married your father. Bro, we, I'm just being real. Just because of the way it happened, we never really got that emotional boy. And it was on me. Like he said, I'm, I'm the one. I take, I take my L, but I'm, I just homeless, high school dropout. You know, I just went through a lot. And for a certain period of my life, it was always about why they ain't doing this for me, why this ain't working, why I can't live the American dream. I just had a bunch of excuses. I just want them to know, bro, when I woke up one day, I was like, yo, E, this is your life. You got to own it, bro. Like, you got to own the fact that your father wasn't there. You ain't the only one who daddy wasn't in your life. You ain't the only one mama who got pregnant at 17. You ain't the only one from the hood. 
Like you ain't the only one that had, bro, you know what it's like, bro, having a father who raised you, my mom, you know, she married. You know what it's like having a father who's 6'8", you know what I'm saying, 250 pounds, and everybody like, you know that ain't your daddy. And I'm like, it's gotta be, because my mom said it was. Mm. You know what it's like, you know how it is on the, uh, on the block or at school, the jokes is like, you know, people go hard, bro, like, uh, joking is already joking, but when somebody finds something, they going hard. My whole life, cats was coming at me because of my situation. So I always had a reason for why my life ain't where it's supposed to be. And I just was running and hiding. And like he said, didn't want to deal with confrontation. Didn't want to. And I woke up one day seeing people fly first class, seeing people by coastal, seeing people multimillionaire, seeing people change people's lives. And I was like, e, you could do that, but you can't do it until you own it. And I want people to read this book. Bump E. I don't care nothing about E. I want you to read this book. I don't care if you read chapter one. And you feel like I'm taking full responsibility for my life. Stop reading the book right after chapter one. If it take you to chapter three to go, I'm taking full ownership of my life. I don't care what chapter it take. I just want people to understand, bruh, life got an expiration date on it and you don't know when it is. Mm. Bruh, bread is better than human life. At least you know when bread expires. Milk, you know when it expires. You don't know when you up out of here. We don't know if we out of here this year, next year, yeah. So it's like, bro, since you don't live that long, whatever you want, go get it. But you cannot get it if you going, CJ owed me something or the government owed me something or the president ain't. Bro, I don't care who in office. I, I, Obama was in office. That was my man, 50 grand. I was like, I ain't never think that was going to happen. But I never thought Obama was coming to 107 uh, Waterbury in uh, Huntsville, Alabama and was going to come and save me and my wife. Like He was in the White House. He wasn't about to come to Henry, Detroit, Henry Ford, where I went to school. He wasn't about to come to Detroit and talk to those kids. So I woke up one day and was like, yo, E, you can have whatever you like, but you have to take personal responsibility. You got to own it. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Once you take responsibility and you own it, can't nobody stop you. I'm, I'm talking about, like, I, I watch y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Like, you got, we didn't even take our podcast to this level. Why? Because we didn't own the podcast. Like, the podcast was something was us just like, we having fun. It's a way for me to talk to him once a week since he got a wife and kid. You know what I'm saying? At least the podcast is a good hour and a half. We could chop it up. So we were just chilling on it. But I look at what y'all done with the podcast and the people y'all have had and the dialogue. And when you can literally watch your podcast yeah. and go to work, like it's like going to college yeah. without going to college. Yeah. Like you can watch, earn your lead and walk like, yo, I'm going to earn. <laughs> like we're own. Take That's it. Earn. Own it. Take responsibility. So I just want people to read the book and from that day forth go, I'm counting on one human being. <laughs> I'm counting on one human being the rest of my life. And that's the human I'm looking in the mirror. And I can do and be and have whatever I want. If I make that person live up to that person's potential. And if you could do that, that's all I want from the book. And again, I am a poster child of literally, bro, no disrespect, but a lot of hip hop artists, they rap about stuff they ain't really. So when people feel like, yo, E, I feel you, you feel me? Because I was homeless. I know what it's like not to have a daddy. I know what it's like not being able to read or write on level. Like, I know what it's like not to be able to comprehend. I know what it's like to be dyslexic, say stuff that ain't nothing, like get twisted on work. I know what it's like to feel stupid and dumb. I know what it's like to live alone. Your mama ain't coming. Your daddy ain't like, you was homeless. You couldn't eat, bump that. You are isolated. Nobody loves you. You're not talking to nobody. You feel useless. You feel like the scum of the earth. Your own daddy don't love you. Your own daddy ain't coming for you. I know what it's like 
to be at the bottom. Not I grew up in this, you know, urban community at the bottom, not that bottom, like soul bottom, like spirit bottom, like human bottom. I know what it's like to not brush your teeth, not to have running water and be able to take a bath. And I'm telling you, if I could get up from that in Jesus name and get to where I am, you ain't got no excuse, bro. It, you, it, it ain't nothing you could tell. The authority comes from it ain't nothing you could tell me. I'm not I'm not a good speaker. I went from nothing to number one in the world. You can't tell me that if you take your life serious, it ain't nothing you can't be or do. And so you got to read the book. Even if you don't want to read it, you got to read it because you got to help your boy. You know what I'm saying? Get to the next level. So I need you to go. You owe you to go get the book for E.T. Yeah. Man, hip hop preacher. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I got to ask a question, right? You said hip hop. You start with Curtis. No question. No question. I'm interested to see what you're No question. Don't ask him that. His hip hop taste is garbage. Who's your hip hop top five? Hey, y'all young, oh, forgive me, but y'all got to show go. respect to Run DMC. Okay, okay. Yeah, y'all yeah. wouldn't even okay. be there without Run DMC, okay. so don't give me all that. Pac and B, Run DMC started it all off. All right, now, this is my wild card. This is mine, but I ain't never seen no 16-year-old with the passion and energy of LL Cool J, my radio. Okay. I, I, okay. I watched him live, tougher than leather. I was, I, was, I was in, I was at the stadium watching my man do his thing. Um, of course, Pac, because yeah. of what I'm into, Pac, Biggie, and uh, my favorite, just because I'm from the D, you got to throw Eminem in there. I know y'all want to hear that, but the, it, you got to throw him in there because for me, he created a, he took something that was already phenomenal and gave it a twist that nobody had ever heard before. And get, I'm from 8 Mile, I'm sorry, 8 Mile, but I lived on 8 Mile, which is a digital, it is a digital, it is a wealth, it is an academic divide. I lived on this side of Eight Mile, the rich white cockade lived on the other side of Eight Mile. So I understand what he meant by Eight Mile, not just the street, because I lived on it, but culturally in Detroit, Eight Mile separates the, the haves from the have-nots. And then just like I said, Trailer Park, just that whole concept, to me, one of the, those are my top five. Okay, I'm gonna get yeah. you, I wanna get yours too, but yeah. wins and losses, the intro. Oh. Who, who put that together, was that you see? Oh, were you yeah. familiar with what Meek was doing at the time? I didn't, I didn't, no, I didn't know I did. what Meek was doing. Yeah, I did. I didn't know what Meek was doing. That's business. I didn't know. But I you, met, you knew, you no, knew no, I knew Meek, okay. meaning that we were at the Super Bowl together. i never forget, we were in the mall, uh, the Galleria, and I saw like eight to ten bros just all walking here. I'm like, what in the world? And then I looked, and I saw Meek, and Meek saw me. He was like, what's up? And we exchanged. He was just like, yo, when I was, you know, locked up, yeah. like, your, I listened to your stuff, and I was like, wow, you never know who is listening, but from that exchange, like that was it. Like we kind of connected OG, he just come out, you know, had that energy, but I didn't see, was just like, hey E, what you want to do from a financial standpoint? I was like, ah, see, I'm just grateful that they're using it. I never knew it would, man, I never knew it would do. I never knew that heat, boy, he put some heat on that. Yeah, I never knew, so I guess I'm, uh oh, but the biggest they, one they though is- They sent it to me already ready, you know, just, you, you know, they wanted to sign off on it, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So. What's the other group though? Nobody talks about disclosure though. Oh, disclosure. After me, I went to got the money and disclosure did they thing. You know, they don't do nothing but beat. Like EDM and then, type. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Like so we made a lot of money from those boys. Well, you never know who you who yeah. you Oh, but listen, it was so yeah. embarrassing. They so they did a big concert over, over in there, Australia, y'all. right? I'm so over, so yeah. happened to be over there. In Australia, why disclosure over there doing this set? It's thousands of people in Sorry. that joint. They like, oh, we're gonna bring E out. 
And he gonna do the words. Like he on there saying like when the fire starts to burn. He forgot the words. He I don't know the words. words. <laughs> I ain't never know the words. I just I got was, the check. I asked him backstage. We about I to just got the check. I was like, hey, you know it, right? He was like, yeah, well, well, what did he say? And then it was like, E.T. He just ran out there. And then he's like, it got to his part. He just like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Like, they, they, oh, no, what man. happened was though they took some off YouTube, but they mixed it, yeah. so they didn't have it just like I said. Oh no, they they, they, they switched <laughs> it up, bro. So it was the same album verse. Hey, hey, whatever. Let's go. Let's go though. Let's, oh, go. Go. Let's go though. He was. We, we still getting the check. Hey, hey, I must have done okay because they brought me back to do three uh, things live in the studio uh, and recording. So them, let's go. Yeah, uh, bro, know, let's they go, did. Bro. Oh, no, they did a few more. So let's go. Get your five. Man, right. well, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Run DMC. My, <laughs> I gotta start with with, with, with my son Toby Weekway. Of course, <laughs> as his father, I would be you know be trouble at the house if I didn't say him. I, Biggie is my favorite rapper of all time. Okay, uh, man, I'm just a big fan. Again, I don't know what best, you know, all of that, but Big, uh, Hov, probably second, um, Pac, uh, and fifth, I would say if we put Toby in there because I got to. Uh, Man, I, I, I know y'all gonna hate me, but I gotta go. Me and Alex gonna go Drizzy all day. And, you know, uh, first of all, you know, Drizzy is a representative of the, the half-white community. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Let okay, me just be honest okay. about my biases. There we are. You know what yeah. I mean? I grew up, you know, a, a mixed kid too, so it's good to see him put There we go. The, see, that's for us. You know we just talking about just pure music. Mulatto community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you know, we, we've been, you know, suppressed for a while, but Drake got us on top. No, I love, I, hey, listen. I know a lot, not, a lot of people too hardcore to say Drake, but I promise you, I, lo I, you know, I love everything Drake do. So, nah, yeah, mean, I would say Drake. I would say Drake is in my top five for sure. It's definitely it's encouraging. It's inspiring. You never know who you're going to impact. I never forget uh, Jim Jones. So Jim is somebody who was an interesting person because on the outside, you look at Jim and you think of like, you know, a gangster mm -hmm. rapper, yeah, always a tough guy, super tough mm -hmm. guy. But he's actually a really good dude. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten a chance to know him. Yeah. And last year when we did Invest Fest, last year we had Les Brown. Yep. VIP night and yep. he was telling him and he was like nah he was like yo he, he changed my life wow. he mm. was like when I was a kid I was in a um, like juvenile detention center something like that and Word. he was like they made the kids go to Madison Square Garden and watch Les Brown wow. he was like changed his life for a few different reasons he was like A he never heard a black man speak like that yeah. and B he was like he sold, he, Madison Square Garden was sold out he wasn't singing. He wasn't dancing. Wow. He was like to see 18,000 people there Crazy. for a black man. He was Crazy. like, so we made the connection. He got a chance to actually speak to him on Zoom. Wow. And then he got a chance to meet him in person. Wow. And he was like, yo, bro, dope. like you don't know how much wow. this means That's to me. Dope. He's one of the best moments of his life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I say that to say, yeah. I'm sure that there's somebody that's, you know what I'm saying, multiple thousands, millions yeah. of people that same story. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you never know. You never know mm -hmm. who you're impacting, but I'm encouraged. Yeah. I'm inspired, so I'm pretty sure every single person that's hearing this, and this is the good thing about what, what I do, like, I feel like wording is very important. Mm -hmm. So we stopped calling it a podcast a long time ago. Dame mm -hmm. had told us that, actually. He's like, don't call it a podcast. And I feel like this is like a historical archive. No mm -hmm. question. Like especially that. on the level y'all like doing it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so yeah like, we still just doing a pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't call it a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we like definitely ain't doing this. We're <laughs> doing a pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like 20 years from now, 100, yeah. like, you know how we went, we went to Egypt and we saw the hieroglyphs on the, on the wall. Yes. Yeah. And I yes. feel like, you know, when they look at this moment in history, 2022, and record history a hundred years from now yeah they'll look at this and they'll say that this is a moment yeah. in history these are very important people in history 
that helped change the course of Absolutely, history. Yeah. So yeah, um, I want to thank you, brothers, for coming. Thank you I, 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 I keep killing it, bro. Straight up. Yeah, 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 I keep yeah, killing yeah, it. I, keep I, getting it. I see y'all got, hopefully, we're getting King James on. I heard, you know what I'm saying? Working like, on got it. A little, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? If, you're, if you're watching. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey. You know, oh, he love you to life, LeBron. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, no, no, I go, yeah, yeah, Brian number one all day. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Brian fans. Wise man. We argue. That's all we do on our podcast. I'm from the South Side. It ain't even no argument. It ain't even no argument, bro. In the shot, we know the deal. We know we rock. I rock with Brian all day. but Yeah, y'all y'all keep killing. Seriously, man. It's been inspiring to watch since, you know, way back when, you know, Alex was on the pod. He put me on, was like, yo, you got to check these dudes out. Been watching ever since. Of course, y'all had, you know, my my favorite human in the world, Nikki, on there. Y'all just keep doing y'all thing, man, because I think, for real, sky's the limit. Like, y'all going, you know, obviously, you're already killing it, but y'all going to go even farther than you No question. And we had, had, you know, we all, because of who we are, have a choice. Yeah. And then when I heard about, of course, the podcast, I was like, I got to wait for something. Like, I just can't get on here and talk. Like, they're so big time and they reach so many people. I got to make sure it's historic, you know. And so for me, it was like, yo, I got to, the book, if we're going to be on, I got to release that here. So I just want to thank y'all for creating the type of space that we have somewhere to come to. And we didn't got to go somewhere else to go and blow our stuff up. So I appreciate that. Appreciate bro. Y'all, Make man. the book a New York Times bestseller. Please. That's gonna happen. Please, all the, all the educators, the schools got yeah. about a school should buy hundred yeah. at least a hundred yeah. copies right. for the kids. Yeah. Um all the coaches should buy copies for the teams. I'm trying to buy in bulk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the ballers out there, yeah. Y'all already got relationships with the leagues. NBA, yeah. NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah we working on all of that, bro. Yeah. We working on yeah. all of that. So, As you can see, shout out to my boy CP3 yeah. for yeah. Um, doing CJ, the full Brother CJ, yeah. those our guys, yeah. man. They look Appreciate out for y'all. Time we need Michael them, B. So. Jordan, back um, prime time. So we thank you, know, you guys, Ed, everybody who, you know, blessed us, man. We appreciate y'all. Hopefully when they see y'all name, it'll be extra hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we when and then when y'all invite you know me back, I can tell y'all the truth on some of Well, first of all, remember he <laughs> said he don't even want to. You don't want to be on. I take all the cap yeah. off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell y'all the real deal. So no. there's only one show you're gonna see yeah. CJ on. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Shans, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> hey, I, no, seriously, I do from the bottom of my heart, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Nah, for, any last words you want to say to the audience? Uh, go buy the book, man. Go buy where the can book. They, where can they buy the book at? Uh, the book, book's where? available everywhere. Amazon, yeah, yeah. Amazon Airport, Greyhound. If you get that, if you yeah. at the Greyhound, you can grab your copy um, before you jump on go, everywhere. Go stream my son's music. He's got a lot of good music <laughs> yes. out right now. Totally, for with sure. Artists, um, you know what I mean. And, Incredible uh, live show. Hey, if y'all if y'all tired of watching historical archives that these brothers got, you can come watch a podcast and see the success. A simple we, we boy podcast. We're not We're talking to each other. But if you just so happen to have some extra time after you finish watching the greatest podcast in the world, uh, our greatest historical archive. Come watch the podcast, Secrets to Success. Everywhere you watch their podcast, I'm sure you can find ours doing this. So appreciate y'all, man. Seriously. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Uh, Troy, how can you Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all our earners. Shout out to everybody at EYL University. Shout out to all our patrons on Patreon and shout out to the merch team and shout out to y'all again. Uh, like you said, the lineage that you've created and the people we've come in contact with. Word. All A1 people. Um, so shout out to Nikki and Moose because they got a, they got a show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger than the podcast. Historical. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. I think they working on something <laughs> yeah, historical. historical. They be practicing yeah, yeah, yeah. and editing yeah, yeah. and stuff. We'll be doing that. We see what they're doing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And now, obviously Alex is here. That's our yeah, brother. And uh, now I see why you, you, there's a mural of E.T. the Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. estate. So, yeah. uh, yeah. man, so happy that we got this done. Appreciate yeah, you. Thank you guys, man. Yeah, thank Until you guys time. again. Your words are encouraging and you're, you're very humble. 
and that's something that's big to us because that's that's how we kind of move. So Absolutely. sometimes you don't meet people like that. Oh, no question. So of you know, course, you, you guys definitely uh, down to earth. Say humble. a few names. It'll help our. Stand Hill. I always tell you. And every time they come in here, they you really want to go viral. Tell us who Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Who came in here and potted that y'all hated? Say the name. Say the name. You got to be the truth. Nah, but I really, I really appreciate y'all, man. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to, to do some great things together in the Amen. future. Amen. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>